Hi-de-ho, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 28 of Good Hang. Hello, Nathan. Hello, John. Hello, listener. Hello, you. <laughs> welcome back. It's episode 28, and this is a... It was a really free-form one, I felt, like, more than anything. Yeah. Well, first things first, we found out about Nathan's gigging this weekend and yeah. also getting punched in the face voluntarily. Punched a lot. Punched a lot. Yes. I had an eating competition where I eat pizza a lot. So a lot of, just a lot of jaw movement in general. A lot of jaw movement in ge- yeah. general, yes. From singing to boxing to eating pizza. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and then we go on to um, game time. We played a game where there's a lot of more jaw movement because it's just talking. Yeah, okay, so for once, I'm going to tease it, okay? Ooh. We don't give too much away. But for once, we don't play a game against each other, but we play a game with each other. It's what the a, fuck does it's, that it's, mean? It's a cooperative... Tune in to find it's out. It's a cooperative foray into game time it's, it's like pandemic but for your ears if you get that i feel I like, like nobody got that job yeah, if, if they do then i like them that's a terrible that's reference <laughs> in the news this week kim and connie have a baby <gasps> whatever yeah uh people in georgia in america are trying to put on a theater show but no one wants to come who comes to the rescue the internet internet can be good sometimes internet guys. can be used as a power for good sometimes yeah. and then of course uh we get into the recent that this week's I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's weird to say like tragedy of the week, but um, there was a shooting in San Bernardino as well as a slashing in London. Something we forgot to mention that I just want to bring up because you brought it up there. The BBC, when they were reporting the shooting on TV, the guy first thing he said was just another day in America with a shooting here in San Bernardino, and it got people up in arms. But at the end of the day, jeez, I mean, he's right. Fact. <laughs> Fucking right. He's, sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, we go from that weirdness to more weirdness in China. Oh, China. What you up to this time, China? They cloning cows, John. For food? They're cloning cows for, for food. food. Which actually opened up a really interesting talk that Nathan and I had about the benefits of GMO and the place of science and food. Blah, blah, blah. To be continued next week. Yeah. Um, then, of course, we're going to favorite thing. Favorite thing this week? Favorite boxer. Or briefs. Favorite boxer. Favorite boxer. Like the people who punch things. Like people that use their fists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we get into a review of Creed at some point in the episode. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Go out there and watch it. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure being with you this episode because we just recorded it. So I know that it's a pleasure. I know that you're going to enjoy it. It's a pre-pleasure. We we have pre-pleasured you. Yeah. And you're about to be fully pleasured into completion in about 20 seconds time. But don't forget that pre-pleasure can still lead to a baby. Wear protection. Especially if you're Leonardo DiCaprio and that bear. What? What? Oh, are we sandwiching the Leonardo Bear thing? Yeah, tune in to the end to find out what's up with that, man. (laughs) Bye, guys. Have a wonderful week ahead. See you soon. You're going to hear us now. Mm. So classy. So classy. So gassy. So you are. So gassy. Have you had dinner yet? You haven't had dinner yet? I I don't even know. I had I had like a big carb filled lunch, so I guess that is kind of dinnery in a sense. Dinner esque, dinner esque. I I went back to that place at Marina Square and had the giant shirashi done. With, with oh, my, did you have one on your own? Oh no, gosh no. I was gonna say with my parents. Oh yeah, it was good though. Shirashi done to me is a weird phenomenon. It's basically deconstructed sushi. Yeah, but I like sushi, but I don't, I think I'm not a big fan of sashimi, mm-hmm. and yet I feel like. 
the rice is just an afterthought in a Jirachi Don. It's like commit to it. Be sushi. I dig the rice, man. I, you know what I think? I think it's because there's so many different fish in one bite that I just get confused. I dig the Japanese rice when they have it in like the red vinegar and like oh, yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah. it's, it's like nice and sticky. There's and... a bite to it. Mm. And it's sticky. Okay, I agree. like to me the the perfect rice and pro- probably one of the most underappreciated rices, rye, rice eye, rice eye, races. <laughs> um, hey. um, the most unappreciated rice because you don't you just don't see it in Singapore. It's the um, the Taiwanese rice. Oh, I don't know if you've ever had it, but Taiwanese yeah. rice, it's somewhere in between the sweet spot of like the sticky Japanese rice, like the beet, like little circular Japanese rice mm-hmm. and the long grain jasmine rice that we have here, like the Thai rice. So it's right in the middle. It's right in the middle. So it soaks up the sauce just nice, but it's not too sticky where it's almost like, yeah, you know, I think like that sounds mm-hmm. quite similar to Filipino style rice. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I go to Din Tai Fung all the time. Do they give you Taiwanese no, 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 rice there? Like Din Tai Fung will give you the rice of, the, of like the country they're in. That's bullshit. They should yeah. import their rice. But if you go to like Taiwan and you have like um, this thing called luro fun, which is basically like um, which is basically like uh, minced pork rice, it's it's just so yummy because Taiwan rice is like a perfect consistency, a perfect thickness, a perfect like stickiness. So it absorbs sauce. It has a bite. It has the starchiness. It's it's perfect. I mean, isn't a place really is somewhere uh, someplace else when it's like they do the basics, but they do it so well they get recognized for it. Like uh-huh. a good slice of bread. Yeah. Like a big, a good baguette. Yeah. Ugh. I remember that was like my yardstick for all Italian restaurants. Like when they bring you the bread basket, if they mm. give you like stale sourdough that is just kind of like cold and bleh, you know you're in for a bad time. Just get out of there. But if they have like a hot little basket of ciabatta and it's like, you know, nicely salted, like just like slightly salted and it's just mm, mm, crispy like- on the outside, soft on the inside. You, you've been to cut, right? I have not been to cut, no. Oh, cut by Wolfgang Puck. I have not been... I, I, I don't have that... I don't have cut money, John. You ain't got that cut cash? I ain't got no cut cash. Man, then fine. Just go there. Don't order anything. Just eat their bread. Because their <laughs> bread is amazing. Can you actually do that? I've always wondered, like, if you go to a restaurant that serves, like, free flow bread... I've always wondered the same thing, but I've never been ballsy enough to commit right? to it. Be like, I, don't I will have, have water with a slide of bread, please. A slide of bread. A slide of bread. A bread slide. Just Basically, like give me a slide and ma- build it out of bread. And like a slip and slide, and yeah. you propel through it via bread. And open your mouth and just go... Bread, bread, carbs, 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 butter, butter, butter. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've... It's one of those things that I've always wanted to do. Like, just in the back of my mind, like, go to your your aforementioned cut. Or for me, like, my bread place, like, such a good bread. Two places. Either No Menu at Talakayer or Valentino's at Grandstand Turf City. Their bread is tight. Man, I feel like you have, like, exposed to, like, all this other stuff that the rest of us aren't exposed to. Like, this whole area near where your house is, I don't know what the hell's around here. It's just so much. There's so much. but There's I, so much. Yeah. I and there's going to be an MRT opened here soon. Ooh, ooh. And that just means it's going to be accessible to the rest of the world. Finally. And, and it's going to, I mean, it's going to be so much more crowded. But, oh, well, I it's guess. It's going to be weird. Seeing, I, I imagine that on the car ride over. I was like, it's going to be so weird to see walking walking on the sidewalks around here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm used to seeing people walk around, but it's always people that live around here, so it's always the same-ish faces. Mr. Lee, and Mr. Tan. I've lived here. I've lived in this area for 18 years now, mm-hmm. and we've been waiting for a train. Like this public transport. Like I mean, people take the bus here, but there's no MRT stations. The nearest MRT station is like Newton, which is like uh, so far. far. It's far. So like when I heard that 
the MRT station is going to open this month, the downtown line. I was like, oh my gosh, finally. But at the same time, you know, it's going to give the rest of civilization access to this area. Which, you know, it's bittersweet. It'll be nice to see new faces around, but it's also going to suck because it's going to be harder to like... Property value is going to go up. How about that? Hey. No, that's that's always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. Oh, hello. I didn't see you guys there. Didn't see you there, good hang gang. (laughs) Hello there. Welcome to episode 28. 28. Oh, my God. 28. I, I got nothing. Yep. I'm sorry. I feel like the higher that we get, it just gets more and more difficult. Yeah. It if this tough. episode were a date in February, it would be the last one. Yes. Yeah, because Terry only has 28 days. Mm. Wait, isn't 28 like the number of the Greek alphabet or something like that? like Or the Hebrew alphabet? Something like that. One of those weird facts that... I shouldn't know, and I'm probably misquoting. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to episode them useless facts. Yep. Yeah, welcome to episode twenty-eight. A good hang. Oh. And guess what, guys? What? Hey, what you guys doing? How you doing? Oh, oh hi. Wow. hi, guys. Nice to see That's you, again. right, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. And we. Oh, no, is that what we are? No, no, we're not live. We got the soundboard back. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. So that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I can. I am. I'm back to the annoying, uh, to the annoying drops, and I love it. Yep. Good times. Good times to be had on this one. So good. Episode <laughs> It's like we're regressing to fart humor. Yeah. I mean, at some point, everything's going to come down to fart humor. It always comes down to fart humor. Yeah, you're right. You're Pretty right. Much. You're right. You're right. Pretty much. You're right. Um, but that's because farts are inherently funny. Yeah. I have never once heard somebody like intentionally fart or like unintentionally fart for that matter and not just either if I know them I'll laugh if I don't know them I'll just giggle to myself and go like ha they didn't mean to do that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah why the hell are farts funny Because it's just a, it's like a, it's it's such a it's like a I think it's more oral than anything else like you just hear like a like it's it's funny yeah, but I mean, surely it's, there's it's like the, some kind the, of... It's the first sound you make as a baby. I think it has something to do with Maybe. that. Maybe. Like, that's, that, that's exactly along the lines that I was thinking. Like, surely there's like an evolutionary reason as to why we find it funny. Yeah. I mean, other than crying, that's like the first sound babies make. They just go like... All the time. Also, when they make that sound with their butt, they just do regular farting. Yeah. John, jeez! Oh. Come on, John. How do you know if it's me or the soundboard? They'll never know. I was like, John, John, come on. What are you doing? It was the soundboard. Stop Stop that. It was the soundboard. The audience is turning on you. I saw you press it yourself, Nathan. Stop it, Nathan. (laughs) Dude, it's getting old. Okay. Oh, it's it's actually gotten old now. Uh, That was my intention. Alrighty then. So that's pretty much all the soundboard you're going to get this episode. That's not true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. Um, anyway, hey guys, welcome to episode 28. Thanks for liking, sharing, telling a friend, all that good stuff. Um, it's it it's been it's been a really interesting week for myself. So I want to get into that as soon as possible. But I always forget what segment we start with first. Do we read shits first or do we catch no, up? We catch up first. Ah, understood. So, so yeah, let's get to that then. Do it. When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? 
Alrighty. Alrighty. So Nathan, yeah, crazy week, huh? So yeah, what you been up to? Um. Well, for one, okay. Like, first of all, guys, we're recording at eleven p.m. Like, just like the old times. Just in our prime time. Just like the old times. Remember those days where Feels we record? Good. Like, we wouldn't record earlier than eleven. Um, the last few episodes have been like a weird gas leak. We've been recording at like five in the afternoon, Ew. six in the evening. Like, what's Ew. going on? What's going on? Um, but yeah, uh, today we are recording at eleven p.m., which is nice. It's like our nice nocturnal hour. The house is nice and quiet. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to hear my dog bark. Fingers very, very crossed. <laughs> um, but um, I, f- I forgot where I was going with this. I don't know. I think you were going to talk about how you're rested, maybe? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm I'm feeling really revitalized this week. I mean, That's I, ironic. I, I, you I, feel I, revitalized I, on top of things there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had time to, I've had time to rest um, today specifically. I mean, the week's been busy, um, but today I, I've got kind of just been chilling, you know, hung out with just some friends. Catching up with had you. Had lunch with my parents, watched a movie. It's been a nice chill day. Yeah, you watched Creed, right? I watched Creed. It was it. So we'll, we'll talk about that after you 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 tell us what you've been up to. Um, but yeah, I had a bunch of gigs this week. Um, some public, some private. Ooh, I went to one of them. Yeah, you did. Uh, so the week was pretty much like rehearsals, um, some uh, uh, some trace promos for the HBO show. Um, we're still doing a little bit of those here and there, and um, more rehearsals and sound checks and running around. Yeah. Like the downside of not having like a team, like a like a crew or like a an entourage. Entourage. That was the word <laughs> I was looking for. Is that when I go for gigs and have to carry equipment and shit? Like that's I just need to lug equipment around, <laughs> and it's not a good look for like the artist. I understand that, but I don't know. Part of me just kind of gave up on that. No a while way, ago. dude! You're legit, man. You're not Taylor Swift. You get to carry your own stuff. No, but it's like you know, it's 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 like one of those things where I can imagine if say I was watching. Um, I don't know. Let, let, let's. I'm gonna. Sir go, Paul McCartney. I'm gonna. Yeah, fine. I say. I say. I, I watched Sir Paul McCartney play in like some gig, and then I saw him. Like, Wait, hold, wa- sorry, sorry. For those of you who don't know, he's that guy who had that duet with Kanye. <laughs> yes. Say, for example, one day I see Sir Paul McCartney perform somewhere. Then after that, I see him like um, walk uh, away from the stage with like, two handfuls of gear, and it's just gonna be like, oh. No, man. Wouldn't you be like, wow, look at him. He's grounded. I suppose that's a beetle. That's a knight, and he's like. But because you carrying his base, but, case, but, but because him. because you brought him up, I'll just be like, oh, that poor elderly man. Well, he is like ninety-seven <laughs> years old. Yeah, to be fair, but no but one's yeah. gonna be like, oh, look at that poor middle uh, mid twenty-year-old guy carrying his guitar case. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just weird because like you have to sift through the crowd, and then like like every once in a while, like they want to take pictures still, and then I go put my all my stuff back down and take pictures. And all. But you um, should have them hold it. So yeah, you want to take right. a picture with me? Sure, hold this. Hold my shit. Give me your phone. Hold this. Let's do this. <laughs> hold my shit. Walk me back to my car. <laughs> um, that'll be good. Yeah, but that was my week. Just a lot of that stuff. And uh, the gig yesterday, the one that you showed up for. Yeah. Um, nice little... Escapevasion. Yeah. Escapevasion. Um, I believe I've mentioned in previous shows, I've been involved with escape invasion tours where we just kind of go around different secondary schools, mm-hmm. JCs, polys, um, and do school shows, like full on mini concerts for the students of the school. Yeah, and, and what was the goal of this uh, invasion? Well, the goal, uh, school invasion has always been a thing. I mean, it's been a thing for as long as I can remember. Um, and it's always just been to bring music to the kids, you know, like, give them an assembly that's not just some guy giving them a talk about cavities and the army and 
protected sex. You know, it's more, it's more, it's, it's, it's like something that's a little bit more engaging for the students. So we go there, we do a show for them, we talk to them about、um, music,、uh, we take pictures of them after the shows,、uh, we hang out with them if they're done with school, that kind of thing. They're always just like really. It's, it's, it's an outreach program, it's an educational program, but it's also just like a fun time. It's a, it's a concert, you know? Sounds great.、Um, so, this last gig,、um, the one that happened、uh, this past Sunday, was kind of like a culmination of the whole year of tours and bringing all the acts together for one full day of performances.、Um, and it was so nice, man. It was so nice to see everyone just like. Be back together performing to see the audience, to see the crew, to see it was just like a nice little Aww, reunion. Oh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I, I showed up there.、Um, I saw a couple of the fans there,、yeah. some of the good hang gang. Some of the gang was there. Only one of them was lucky enough to snap a photo with me. The rest of you guys, <laughs> better luck next time.、Um, hi, Sarah.、Um, yeah, it was fun. I only, got, I only got two of your songs because everything got pushed back because of the rain, right? Yeah, everything got pushed back by like 40 minutes because of the wet weather. And I missed Charlie Lim. I missed him.、Ugh. Aww. But yeah, but didn't you also get punched in the fake this week? I got what? Punched in the face. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with my words. <laughs> I can't complete words. I can't what are、them. words? What are words? What are oh, yeah. See, John, you just, re- you just reminded me. I would have completely missed that. Yeah. Because you got a <laughs> mild I got concussion. <laughs> because I have a very mild concussion.、Uh, so I tried boxing for the first time.、Um, well, I, it's not my first time, but it's my first time like, sparring properly.、Um, so. I have a bunch of friends who are into boxing. They take lessons. They are、um, amateur fighters or whatever. Boxing or kickboxing? Boxing. boxing straight boxing. up boxing. Okay. So、sweet me, science. Yeah. So,、know. me and three other friends,、uh, we rented out a ring for a couple hours and just did sparring, you know, just like、uh, took turns sparring each other. And I had, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm not a boxer.、Mm-hmm. I'm not a trained boxer. I've gone for one trial lesson, which taught me nothing. Yeah, like、um, this one guy yelled out, Nathan went one, two, and Nathan went three! <laughs> exactly. Boxing humor.、Um, I, I, I had no idea what I was doing, but I left that ring a lot more educated. I mean, it, it, it's like, it's look, like look, Nathan, how you learn. Did you、best. leave it all on the mat? That's all that counts. <laughs> it's sparring. Just leave、John. it all out there. It's sparring, John. We're not out for blood.、Um, but it's kind of like one of those things where you learn the most on the job. So I guess technically you do learn the most out of sparring because then you learn about how you react to punches, how you react to someone like coming towards your face with a fist. And、um, it was an experience. I am hurting everywhere today. Like,、yep. ev- like, like, legit, everything from the butt my thighs are in complete pain. Even my calves are hurting because of like all the short, sharp yeah, movements. Twist,、uh. Yeah. So my calves are hurting. My, 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 my hands are hurting, which is a first. Like, the muscles like, below my thumb are hurting, which、yep. that's like a nice little first.、Um, my forearms, my arms, my shoulders. Oh my god, my shoulders.、Um, my core, my chest, everything is hurting. My neck is hurting. Let's go get a massage. <laughs> and even like, you talking about this makes me want to get a massage. And like, and like here's a new thing my jaw <laughs> aches. <laughs> my jaw aches. That's like a new little thing that I've never experienced before. So, like this morning, I, I had a, like, a nice hearty yawn in the Morning, I was like, Yawn! Oh wow, that hurts. Why does it hurt?、Uh, oh, yeah, because I got punched like 20 times in the jaw. That'll do it.、Uh, yeah.、Um, do it. Even though we had like protective headgear and mouth guards and everything, it's still like blunt force impact, you know. Where'd you get a mouth guard?、Um, I just have one from rugby. Oh, okay. <laughs>、uh, but it was a good time, man. It was really fun. Like, I, I learned a lot about myself. You learn a lot about yourself in a fight. Like,、right. it's that quote from Fight Club、um, a man knows nothing about himself until he finds himself in a fight. Yeah. That's good.、Um, and it's, it was really, really. This, 
I, 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 I still stand by that fighting is one of the best exercises. Sure. Because yeah, I have fought with people before, but never, like, boxing, sparring. I, like, I've done, like, backyard brawls and stuff like that where there's no rules, so you can bite and, like, headlock and what shit. What the fuck? But, like, this this one, is not normal. But this one, like, with boxing, it's, you have to really pay attention to the rules. You can't do rabbit punches to the back of the head. So it's really by the book, and you need to really measure and control what you're doing. Wait, wait, I still can't go with that you casually mentioned that. I used to brawl in the backyard, and I used to bite people in the ear. Did you really do that? That was in Boston. Uh, so oh, in, that makes that, that answers everything. <laughs> that was in Bo- so in Boston, Crazy like whenever we went for town, house, assholes. Like, um, when we went to when I went to Boston to study, we would have like these house parties every once in a while, and um, me and a bunch of good friends, like every once in a while, like when one of them gets drunk enough and I get scrappy enough, we just be like, "Yo, let's fight!" Okay, down. It would never be out of malice or spite. Oh, you, know? you white people! It, it's more like you know, um, want to let out some steam and just let's just wrestle. Yeah. It's just that uh, Cro-Magnon man coming out for a peak. Yeah. I mean, I it's, no, it's, man, it's, it's no secret, guys. I believe a few episodes ago I mentioned that I crave a fight. And um, it's nice to let go of that steam every once in a while. Yeah. And even more so, I guess like when I was in that boxing ring, you really figure out that, oh, yeah, sure, I wanted a fight. Sure, I wanted to let you know feel that adrenaline but once i'm in here i'm kind of scared and terrified <laughs> but it's it's like one of the best fears to feel in the world because it's the kind of fear that you just need to get over because someone's gonna go for yeah. you and also you like you get hit and you know that you're not dead it's like ooh, yeah, yeah. Feel alive. it's like oh i just got punched in the face let's do this um it was a good time it was a really good time that's I, awesome I, my conditioning's terrible though i got gassed so early and often because i just went for like wild flurries mm. and i just opened myself up to punches and i just get so tired yeah, you gotta keep it short. Yeah, man, it's it's easier said than done. Easier said than done. I will say that. Like all the theories, like, oh, short and sharp, you know, head movement and everything it sounds so easy. But once you have someone in front of you, like going for punches, it's you forget everything. It's so easy to forget all that technique. John is currently shadow boxing. Yeah. Punch in the mirror. We should we should box one day, John. I'll box you. I'll kick your ass. Yeah, I'm 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 genuinely curious to see how you do in a fight. I would kick so much ass. I would be I would like, but I'd have to win by the end of the first round because after that I'm done. Okay, dude, I'm I'm not even kidding. Next time we spar, I'm, you're you're coming. Let's go. I'll shar you can yeah. Yeah, you're coming. We're sparring, and I'm gonna get someone to video it. I'm an advanced brown belt in taekwondo. Can I kick? Can you we can't kick? kick. It's that's why I'm saying if it was like a brawl, I don't doubt your ability in a brawl. Because, you know, brawls are kind of like who's the scrappiest. Yeah, I'd box- improvise. I but with boxing, it's so much of like calculation and control. Like you said earlier, it's a sweet science. Can we at least kickbox? No. I feel like my legs are my assets. Nah. In fighting and in It's got to be straight sexuality. sparring. Straight sparring. I believe we're going to go for another session sometime in the next month. Yeah, so cool. I'm going to call you and okay, cool. we're going to go for it. I need, to give me, I need to get a mouth guard somehow. <gasps> Look out for that, guys. <laughs> Good hang. Good fight. <laughs> anyway, John, what you been up to? Oh, I, I had a pizza eating contest. So the direct opposite, <laughs> the, almost the direct opposite uh, of fighting uh, three guys in a ring. Yes, but also my jaw hurts too from chewing so much. Oh, poor you. I got so tired. Poor, poor you. I'm trying to play the aw sound, okay. but I, I lost pause it. pause for 50 seconds while we Pause for 50 seconds. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah. soundboard. Yeah. Um, no, okay. So pepperoni pizza, which is like your favorite pizza, right? Um, one of one of up yeah. there. They had a competition that my friend Coral got us into. We had to eat a twenty-one inch pizza. Whoever was the fastest to do it won a six hundred dollar voucher. 
Um, that was not us. We lost. We came oh, in. Oh, come on. We came in fifth place. Dude, can I just say, though, that the people who won, the pair that won, were the... Because this is the first time that it's it's been a team, a yeah. duo, right? Yeah. Last year, the guy who won and the guy who placed second mm-hmm. teamed up. And they were monsters. Were they... Okay. Like, from seeing all the um, eating competition things, like videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, were they just like tiny, scrawny people? Yes. They were very in shape. I think they had six packs. But like the technique was unbelievable. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's a sport, like athletic yeah. eating. It's yeah, a sport. Yeah, it absolutely so is. it's like it, just because like you're just like this big slop guy doesn't mean you're gonna be able to like eat a whole pizza and, as fast and, as and you the, can. And there were people there who were like competitive eaters. Like there's like at least three or four pairs that had like a shirt that said I am a competitive eater, so they've done Dang. this before. The, but the guys who won Nathan, these two tiny wiry buff dudes, yeah. like they ate the pizza as if they were trolls devouring humans. Oh, they geez. like, gr- they didn't like grab the crust and fold it. They just grabbed handfuls at the time and just shoved it in their mouth like monsters. Oh wow! They finished a twenty-one inch pizza in six minutes. Holy shit! Okay, twenty-one inch pizza, guys. It's I know like inches is hard for people to um, get a grasp on, but twenty-one inch would be the diameter, right? Yes. Okay, so twenty-one inches, I believe, in centimeters. It takes up a whole table, that I'm sure. It's it's, huge. it's so big that they have to cut it into square slices. And it's huge. Are you actually doing the math to yeah. get the area? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Just just giving them. So 21 inches is like 53.4 centimeters. Yeah. So that's but half I feel a like meter. When we talk about pizzas, it's usually in inches. Like if you order from Domino's. Anyway, anyway. But it's, yeah, no, but it's like, huge. like Singaporeans in general, like or people that use the smarter system in general, yeah. don't have that well of a gauge on it. Yeah. I think our male listeners would know because they just think about their penis size. No, true, so true. if I'm three inches times seven. Yeah. seven so a 21 inches. inch pizza is basically seven like two of penises. my penises. Oh, we went very different directions there. Yeah, <laughs> humor can go two ways. <laughs> I'm yeah. a grower, not a shower. Hi, but can I just? It was the funniest thing because, like, you had okay those monsters who were devouring the pizza super fast. I mean, this one fifty-year-old lady was a competitive eater. She was like pouring water in her mouth. Half of the water went in her mouth. Half went down her shirt, and it was like it became a wet T-shirt contest. Ooh. Not attractive at all. Ah. Oh. Look at me eating this pizza. I'm distracting you with my wet little tennis. Auntie, you're, John, Auntie, John, you're, you're distracting. Uh, Auntie, John, come on. Like, Auntie, come on. Come on. No, 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 no. Please stop the song. Okay, good. No. Okay, so there were those guys. But my favorite team was team number two directly in front of us. It was like at the beginning of the competition, there was like, okay, everyone ready? Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, eight. And then you, everyone's shoving their mouths. These fucking guys are just like, casually eating their pizzas like a lazy sunday they got second place no 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 they were no they they were their team number two they were in second place but they just it was free to enter there's no entrance fee so they fucking just ate their pizza Uh, like it was their lunch bastards (laughs) (laughs) so by the end of the competition uh, my friend and i we didn't do too bad so the top three teams finished there was one team above us that was a little bit ahead of us and we had one fourth of our pizza left These guys had only eaten one fourth of their pizza. Yeah, and the rest they top out it. That is a good. Really, yep. you're allowed to do that? A bunch of teams just took their leftovers away. That's not right. Well, what else? Thing? I mean, I'm gonna throw it away. So I'm... No, I mean like just, just 
charge them. You know how like some buffets charge if like you have stuff left true. behind. No, dude, but the pizza was so gross. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, pepperonis makes good pizza. Shout out. I bet they do, but yeah. but I would assume for a pizza eating competition to try to make it as unappetizing as possible. Not unappetizing. It, they try to make it, was, it difficult. Yeah, because if it was yummy, you'd be like, oh, this is easy. This is really good pizza. Why wouldn't I eat more of it as fast as I can? Yeah, but you think that'd be like, okay, look, if we're supposed to be some kind of ambassadors pepperoni pizza, don't you yeah. think they want to be like, yeah, it was so good, I ate it so fast, I still lost, but I, it was so good. Uh, they gave us a risotto, okay, toppings, a toppings. squid ink risotto pizza was half. Squid ink risotto, so it was like a black pizza. Yeah, except it wasn't even black. Okay. It was just, I don't know why, I, that's what they called it, squid ink. Okay. Was it a uh, white or red base? It was red. Okay. The other half, chicken, capsicum, and about a jar of mayo <laughs> <each>. Capsicum. <laughs> Come. <laughs> but dude's... <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a lot yeah, we were, we were, That was a lot creepier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Something else. No, it's still going! Good job. It's going to play for the rest of the episode. Uh, no, man. Th- these pizzas had so much mayo on it. It was so gross. Yeah. So gross. I could not deal. Well, mayo is like the most like like gelat thing ever. Yeah, it's yeah. quite gelat. Yeah. Do you think gelat has any roots with gelatinous? Mm, no, it's it 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 has its roots in Malay. Yeah, but it just seems relatively similar. Maybe I know it's not quite the same thing, but maybe you got to anyway, ask somebody. I don't know. That's what we've been up to. Yeah, awesome, man. Oh, um, uh, let's. Well, what do you want to do? Uh, uh, I thought there was an outro music. No, no, there's still Creed. Creed. Huh? Creed. I want to talk about Creed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we talked about it a little bit last week because yeah, I yeah. watched last week, but, but I finally let's, let's watched it. it. I watched Creed, so here's our little mini movie review thing. We'll keep it short. Um, Can you take me higher to the place where blind men see? He should have came into that music. Creed? Yeah, he really should. I remember back when I was like, what, 14, 15, I could not distinguish Creed, Three Doors Down, or Nickelback. Back. Yeah. Like, those three bands, they're basically like... They're With Hams, White Hope, Ham. They're basically that? the three bands that sing every vowel as an A. Hey, you me high. Was it Creed, Nickelback, and which one? Three uh, Doors three Down. Three Doors Down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I legit, I, I, I could, if I cannot distinguish one from the other. If you gave me all their songs, I'd be like, I don't know who did what. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, very weird tangent. Um, Creed, the movie um, from the Rocky franchise. The Rocky spinoff. I honestly think that this was probably one of the best boxing movies I've ever seen. Sure. Yeah. Like very, very straight up. I've seen a bunch of sports movies. Maybe like one of the best sports Top movies. Top sports movies. Like full stop. You know? I'll put it up there, but it's, I- it's up there with like remember the Titans. Yep, or like um, I think those are my top two or favorites. Basketball, basketball is really good. So here's good. The, here's my problem though. Yeah. So I've seen all the Rocky movies, but have you seen On the Waterfront or Raging and Raging Bull? I've seen Raging Bull, but not on Ra- the waterfront. I haven't seen Raging Bull. Um, Raging Bull is good. It's definitely one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. It's just that maybe for my modern sensibilities. And, like, because of the visuals and everything and right. the effects and just, right. like, the realism that they can right. simulate nowadays. Like, 
Creed was just really, really cool. It, 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 so many elements came together so well. Like, because you know how sports movies is not always just about, oh, this person's going to go and win the fight. There's always, like, a bunch of things going on. Like, oh, maybe his his brother's dying. Or, like, yeah. his his trainer is um, uh, dying. Uh, uh, cheating on him. Or I don't know, whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know those trainers, they cheat on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, oh, oh, like the, oh, my trainer's training my opponent. That bastard. And then, like, everything turns. Um... But, like, it's always, like, um, the underdog facing adversity, right? Mm -hmm. And I just thought in this case, all the elements came together so nicely. Mm. And the love story felt very organic. Mm -hmm. The love story for once in a sports movie didn't feel completely shoehorned in and forced. And I I really liked the chemistry between the two um, uh, lovebirds. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan and... Uh, Tamara Johnson. I'm making that up. Um, it's a pretty black sounding name though. Tamara Johnson. Look it up. I might be wrong. I will be wrong. Um, <laughs> and just great cast chemistry throughout. Like I love the chemistry between Sylvester and um, uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. B. Jordan. Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. I was very close. Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah. I mean, like it's good because it was like, you know, like even if you're not into sports, this is my theory anyway. <clears throat> when it comes to acting or performing, if something is fake looks fake people can sense it yeah like obviously if you're into boxing you can tell yeah but like the choreography that went into creed was so brilliant very cool i don't know i think people that even people that don't like sports can dig a good sports movie yeah, yeah, yeah. because like like even if you're not into sports like what kind of monster are you to not be into the triumph of the human spirit and even that like that's what that's why people do sports anyway because it is like kind of a like an amalgam of what life's about that's a reason why there's so many sports metaphors you know yeah yeah, yeah. But, you know, my favorite part of the whole film by far was the first, not the first fight, but, like, the second, the full, first full-length fight that we saw Creed fight in. It oh, was, with, like, a with, one... With, was the, a, with the undefeated son of the... The son of the guy who owned the, the, yeah, the, the gym, right? And it was, like, an uncut, like, five-minute-long scene. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I mean, I assumed it was uncut. I mean, they could have done some fancy stuff. But yeah. essentially, it looked no, like they, he just... A lot, they, there were a lot of long shots in this yeah. film. A lot of oneers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, Do they call that oneers? Yes. Yeah. I remember, like, the very first fight. The very first fight that he did in, like, Mexico. Yeah. We're not going into spoiler territory here, guys. But, like, the very first fight that you see him, like, in the underground Mexican mm-hmm. whatever. From the time he's in the locker room to about the first 30 seconds of the fight. It's all one shot. That's cool. And I was so impressed. I was like, oh, that's really cool. That means they really thought about, you know, um, the process of a boxer and how you're going to choreograph it. And Michael B. Jordan really got into it. Like, you can tell as opposed to, you know, like quick shots of, oh, throw this punch, cut to the next thing. Yep. And throw this other punch and then cut to the guy reacting and going, oh, yeah. you know, like it, it, it just felt very nice and organic. And, and I, it really felt the work and the look. Yeah, totally, totally, into it. totally. And then like, I mean, making me watch Creed, watch, excuse me, watching Creed made me want to go back and watch the original Rocky movies because I haven't seen them in so long. Yeah. And like, the, the they're such great movies, by the way. I have not seen Rocky 3. I haven't seen Rocky 3 in a while. I watched Rocky 1 and 2 yeah. just the past week and it was so good and Sylvester Stone wrote it and the dialogue's so good, but the fights are so dumb. It's like, you guys will get knocked out instantly. There's no, no one blocks. Yeah. It's just like, boom, bam, bam, yeah, bam. Yeah, yeah, And there's, I remember, I, was it in, it was in Rocky 2, right? Where like, he's getting punched out and then, like, like Sylvester Stallone just getting like killed, basically, and then all of a sudden he goes like, "Oh, I'm I'm getting power from motivation and remembering everything that's happened throughout this movie." No, and then, and then like, he had like a flashback. Yeah, and then at some point he just becomes invincible and goes like, "Come on, hit me!" And he gets hit and hit and hit, and he's like, "Come on, hit me!" And then he gives like, a knockout punch. Like, it doesn't get more movie than that. I don't. That was. I don't think that was in Rocky Two. It happened in one of them. One of them. One like, of them. That will never happen in real life. If you are legit, almost gonna get knocked out. <laughs> 
Your life doesn't flash before your eyes? Well, I mean, your life might flash before your eyes, but it's not going to make you any stronger. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to give you sudden, like, lion strength. Yeah. Um, but I will say this about the movie, though. Mm. And I'm sure it'll be evident to everyone that watches it if you do watch it. And do 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 try catch it. It's a really cool... Like, um, the main antagonist, um, the um, boxer... Uh, what's his name? Something Conlin. The most unfit uh, champion of all time. Pretty boy Conlin. Like, it was so strange because like, you see in the final fight, it was like Michael B. Jordan versus, uh, I mean, uh, Adonis Ricky Creed Conlin. versus Ricky Conlin. And if you were just like, you know, walking in on that fight, you would think the underdog was the champion. Yeah, because he was so pudgy. He looked very soft compared to Michael B. Like Jordan, took- <laughs> who was like ripped as fuck. No, but here's the thing, John. Here's the thing. Yeah. That's because Michael B. Jordan looked like a movie boxer. That's Whereas true, Ricky Conlin looked like a real boxer because he is a real boxer. Is he really? He is a real boxer. And real boxers look like that. Like, real boxers aren't, like, buffed out and ripped like, like I, crazy. I, I, I knew that Michael B. Jordan was way, way, way too buff. But I th- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, to, um, yeah, Tony Bellew, he's the he's the actual boxer. Um, he he looked like um a very fl- like flat, non muscular guy, but that's because a lot of boxers look like that. But I think I, I agree with you. Like, especially if you look at the UFC, there's some. But like, surely if he was like in really competitive mode, he wouldn't have looked as flabby as he did. That's oh no, like, trust like me, dude. Trust me, dude. Trust me, dude. A lot of boxers just don't look that impressive because, t- um, for for them. It's not so much about how muscular you are, how ripped you are. It's more about speed and like head movement and all those other yeah, things. Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily art, um, become like muscles. N- yeah, it yeah. doesn't appear as like yeah, yeah, yeah. movie star muscles like Michael B. Jordan. Got. Exactly. Like he doesn't look like a movie boxer, which I think might get a lot of people to go like. Ugh, you That's know, it. Have exactly. you ever seen Manny Pacquiao flex? That shit will fucking scare you. Well, he's in a different weight class though. The smaller guys, true. the smaller guys tend to be a lot more muscular because they can fit all that oh stuff there. Yeah crazy yeah you'll see a lot of the lightweight guys and the heavyweight guys half of the heavyweight guys have a lot of muscles mm-hmm. but yeah anyway <laughs> good movie uh, very good movie i i give it uh 8.5 gloves out of 10 i would give it uh five montages out of five yeah go watch it no, wrong one. No, no, Wow, John, you are terrible at harmony. Harmony. Vaguely. Try it again. I feel like I nail it. Do it. Good movie. Good harmony. Decent harmony. Outro. We'll work on that. There's no outro. Don't don't. What is wrong with this board? It's good at a lot of things and sucks at some other things. No, I just I never made outro music. Oh. Yeah. Never bothered. We are officially out of that segment. <laughs> hey, good segment. Yeah. Um, is there any shit to read this week, John? Uh, you know, I don't think there is. Oh, it's all right. It's all good. But that said, man, I, I just feel the good hang gang growing more and more. And I feel like we had so many things to read before because, like, we would get reviews, we would get comments on the websites, emails, and we still get that. But mostly people just talk on Twitter. Yeah. 
And mostly to each other. And mostly to each other. Yeah, if like, not, they, don't, they don't even talk to us anymore. They're just like, hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah, but it's so nice to see because, I mean, a bunch of them went to your gig last night and I yeah. caught up with some of them. And they really have become friends over the internet, which is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, guys, if you're not, uh, please follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Twitter.com slash goodhangpodcast. Is that right? Yes. Yes. But, yeah, if you guys have any thoughts, anything to say, any questions for us, Write in and we'll answer. You know where to reach us. Yeah. So, is it time for a game then? Is I think it's time doing? for a game. Why not? Game time! Game time! Play it one more time. Uh, okay, sure. Why? Game time! Game time! That was for you, Coral. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, for this week's game, right? Okay, because I kind of figured... Um, we've played several games over the course of these twenty past twenty seven episodes. We have, we have. And you know, you won the first like twenty, I have. <laughs> and um, I slowly uh, crept up in the score. I'm honestly not keeping score. I we might be even, but we're probably not even. I don't know to be honest. It's not I, that far though. Yeah, I really don't know what it is, but I think this whole like playing against each other thing. We we, we can take a break off of that. Ooh, okay. Let let's play a game together. Ooh. Yeah. In fact, we might play two games because there's one more thing that I just remember I want to show you that I think is really interesting. What do we do? Um, Okay, first game. I thought it would be really cool to play this game called the Tangent Game. Okay. So this is how the Tangent Game works. And um, unfortunately, guys, you cannot play along. Um, This is between John and I. So how the Tangent Game works is I'll count down to three. Okay. At the end of the countdown, you and I will say a random word. Yeah. At the same time. Okay. And then we proceed to link the two words in a believable tangent. <laughs> and the thing is, um, it can have as many degrees of separation as possible. It doesn't have to go direct from one to the other. In fact, if it goes from one to the other, that's almost like just too cheap. Unless so, it's really, unless we're like. So is it like we're connected. pretending that we're telling a story? Exactly. Okay. We no, we're just, we're just like start a conversation about the first thing and try to reach the next thing. In, in a, a logical, way. in a logical connection. Well, who do we start with? Doesn't doesn't that matter? Oh no, no, we're playing together. Yeah, but I mean, like, we're going from one the word you said to the word that I said, or the word that I said to you said, or doesn't that matter? Mm, I haven't quite decided that yet. Let's figure it out. Let's let's have some fun. Let's just play two rounds: one where we start with my word to your word, then the second round of your word to my okay, word. Okay, cool. How about that? All right. So, countdown from three, two, one. Cornucopia. Okay then. So your word is cornucopia. Cornucopia. My word is speaker. What the hell? Have you ever seen a cornucopia in real life? I have seen a cornucopia on the back of those t-shirt tags. You know, like the fruit of the loom. Yeah, that's like the <laughs> yeah, that's t-shirts. the main place like, I've seen it. That's where I'll see like a small picture of a cornucopia and go, I think that's a cornucopia because like cornucopia basically just means like a range of things, right? No, no, no. A cornucopia is specifically that vessel that's on the fruit of the loom. It's like that ah. curly thing. Like for example, most people are like. If any of our listeners know what cornucopia is, it's because of, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Hunger Games. Oh, why? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's the, where the, all the weapons, the weapons are. Right. It's in that big horn thing. And it's, it's it's a big Thanksgiving thing, apparently, where you put the fruits in and the food. Oh, really? But I've never, like, what was a it, weird was, thing. Was it in a horn? Yeah, I think so. And I'm wondering... Because I, I always... Okay, like, my idea of the word cornucopia is I always thought cornucopia meant variety. So, I, like... Yeah. So that you can say, like, oh, um, uh, there is a cornucopia of um, smoked meats in my fridge. Or there's a... That sounds awesome, by the <laughs> yeah, way. I would I like know. to have some smoke. I would like to have a cornucopia of smoked meats. Well, 
like, okay, when you have, like, okay, because you know when you have a cheese platter, right. you want to get, like, a hard cheese, a soft cheese, and a blue cheese, generally, right? Yeah. How do you do that with cold cuts? Cold cuts, I think the general rule is to have, like, one ham, like, in a thinly sliced ham, mm-hmm. then one uh, salami, something a little bit harder, something with a bit more bite to it, and then uh, that's pretty much the, the only two ways you can go, right? Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if you want to go with, like, French charcuterie, mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways you can... Oh, right. There's, like, hamon and, like, iberico. Well, and that's different kinds of ham, right? But you shit. can also have, like, riette, pate. I'm not a fan of pate. Why not? It's just it's just too, like, it reminds me of foie gras. Well, you don't like foie gras either? I don't like foie I'm not a big fan. It's too pasty. Mm, fair, fair, yeah. fair. It's just pasty and it's, I don't like it. Like, texture, I'm a huge texture guy. Right. So, like, I'm not a super picky eater. I will still eat it, whatever, if it's in front of me. It's just that uh, in terms of texture, I can't do it, man. So, like, when it comes to, like, like pate, foie gras, so, oysters. So, you don't like things that are, like, gloopy? Sea urchins, yeah. I mean, oh, sea I, urchins so good though. Uni? Like, like I, I will eat it. I'm not ever gonna. If it's offered to me, I won't be like, no. I'm not. I, I hate those kind of people. Where do they go? I'm not eating that. And like hard and fast, I'm not gonna touch it. I'm more of like a, yeah, sure. But I'm just. I will never order it myself. You know. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I'm really picky when it comes to like, um, if I'm gonna order something for myself, I'm gonna make sure it's not like goopy and weird. So like, what are your favorite textures? Favorite textures definitely crispy. Uh, uh, soupy, I don't mind. Isn't it funny how, like... Soupy's thing- not really a texture, though. I mean, liquidy, I guess. But I was going to say, but isn't it interesting how, like, um, how, like, the th- textures that you like also have, like, a lot of positive connotations? Like, like, a nice crisp sound. Like, can sound be crisp? Sound can be crisp. Yeah, but... It, okay, but here's but an example. So, texture. So, like, hey, for example, this microphone that I'm using, right? It's very crisp. It is It is a slightly more crisp mic because it's used for a lot of voiceover work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's like, if I spoke really up close to it, you right. can kind of hear the little textures and you hear a lot of the mid-tones of my voice. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's also sometimes used as a recording mic mm-hmm. and they can achieve a more crisp tone. If, say, they stood really far away from it, you get a lot of the treble. Right. So when you play it through a speaker, you can hear the higher tones and I'm speaking really loudly and further away from this from the mic. Right. Well, well, how much does that have to do with the microphone versus how good the quality of the speaker is? Oh, I'm basing it or off headphones. of, like, say, like a standard Yamaha speaker that you would find in a, in a studio. Mm-hmm. Like, they usually give you, like, the naked sound. Because, yeah. like, to get those, like, Bang & Olufsen speakers that have, like, the huge bass to it, right. it doesn't help a lot if you're trying to mix sound because it's kind of giving you a fake Mm, like oh this makes your music sound like good recreated it's, via, but like, it's, software yeah. no 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 it's like the speakers itself just have like you know um they they give a boost to the sound huh. whereas like most sound people tend to use like speakers that give you the raw sound flat, possible. that's what they call flat sound exactly which is still can be crisp well it still can be crisp yeah i mean but it, that depends on the mics you use not the speakers wow nathan yeah you are just a cornucopia of knowledge hey! <laughs> Wow, this is fun. I'm going to use this in improv. <laughs> that was good. Because, I mean, you guys would know, but that was, that was just Nathan and I just having a real conversation. <laughs> yeah, for, for a while, I, I forgot we were playing a game for a little bit. <laughs> like when John made the strange connection between, like... It wasn't strange. It was totally natural. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, we're playing a game. <laughs> uh, the, my crisp analogy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next one. This one, this time will go from your word to mine. Okay. All right. Uh, give me a sec. I really want to... Wait, go. we just went from mine to yours. I was cornucopia. Oh, and I was speaker. Yeah. Oh, then now we'll go for mine. Too, for right, mine cool. to yours. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go really as 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 
out there as possible because I just really okay because me too I, I, just, I just named a thing in a room <laughs> <laughs> I didn't name the speaker I that know, I saw in front of my face which is not very creative I think it's just a fun word to say okay here we go alright three two one Argonaut uh oh that's surprisingly <laughs> not that hard <laughs> wait so from Kira Knightley my word or, you know Argonaut Argonaut okay I noticed something about Kira Knightley recently. Okay, you know how Kira Knightley was cast in episode one as um, Padme's yep. uh, decoy, right? Yeah. Or uh, no, whatever handmaidens. Her handmaidens, yeah. yeah, yeah. But also like to, as her, as her sit in, you know, if she had to go do shit. So that I think way- the one specifically was the one who was dressed up as. Were they all de- decoys? Well, I I believe like she was the the decoy, but she know? wasn't the one that dressed up as the queen. She wasn't? She wasn't. No, she was just one of the ones who dressed up like Padme. I'm like 99% sure. Kira Knightley. No, I could have no, I could have sworn there was one scene where Kira Knightley was the one in the makeup of the little Pikachu cheeks. No? Uh, uh, let me look that up, but I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. what, what did you yeah, notice? Yeah. Um, so, so like, because I remember very clearly that they, they cast her because she looked like Natalie Portman. Because mm-hmm. in the scene, they needed um, it to be believable that Kira Knightley was dressed up as the queen. Right there mm. on the right. That's Kira Knightley. Um, Sophia Coppola what I don't know what it is anyway anyway, she was cast because she looks like Natalie Portman so she would make a believable decoy um, and I noticed another thing because Keira Knightley and Natalie Portman did look the same both in the Star Wars franchise mm-hmm. the new chick Daisy Ridley she looks like Keira Knightley as well like yeah what is like is is the casting person in Star Wars do they have like no, a weird fetish no, Nathan you're touching upon a relatively well known ish theory what Play it out. <laughs> What's the theory? The theory of... So, if Daisy Ridley is playing a character that kind of looks like... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a, is that a theory that's, that's going one of the around? Theories. That she's, like, related to... Luke or Leia. Holy shit! That's one of the theories. I haven't delved into it, but it makes sense to me. What's her name in the show? Oh, uh, Ray. Uh, Ray. Mysterio? Yes. No, that's the wrestler. I miss Rey Mysterio, man. Like, the Lucha Libre, fucking hell. I w- I, I've been having this weird resurgence of, like, watching the old WWE clips. No. Uh-uh. No, I'm not even kidding. I've been <laughs> like, If you look at my YouTube history right now, it's filled with, like, old WWE matches. Nerd. And, like, most recently... Fucking nerd. <laughs> um, I've been watching a bunch of stuff from Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. I'm not sure why. The murder rapist. The murder rapist. The murder-suicide. Yeah. T- two out of three of them are dead, which is unfortunate. Um, but, man, Rey Mysterio was the shit. Like, he was probably the most... Like, he was so popular because people were aware of how he overcame the odds. Because you know how wrestling... You know, wrestling's completely scripted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they still favor the script towards the people that they like. Yeah. And the thing is, when Rey Mysterio started out, he was a tiny little guy wearing a mask, and nobody really gave a shit about he, him. He was so fast, and he was so fun to watch. No, no, I always see, found But yeah. see, like, nobody really gave a shit about him. Like, he was always, like, the novelty character. Mm-hmm. And they would never put a novelty character on the main stage. Yeah. Like, the the main players would always be the Triple H's, the Undertaker's. The heavyweights. The, the heavyweights, That's yeah. Right, the heavyweight champion yeah, of the yeah, world. Yeah. But then, like, Rey Mysterio just kept delivering and delivering and delivering, and he was talented on the microphone, he was talented in the ring, and, like, he just proved himself over and over again that people just started giving him more matches, and then eventually gave him more high-profile matches, and he really overcame the odds, man. Well, well, like, uh, I was listening to, I forgot what podcast it was, but Bret Hart was the video podcast, and they were basically like, if the crowd likes you, they'll push you. Yeah. Like, McMahon will push you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, at least, because the thing is that, 
at least like he was always like in shape. Like he was like a small guy, but he was so buff. Yeah. You know, which is interesting though. Like, like, you know how we're talking about how Michael B. Jordan was like, um, Overly movie buff. star buff. Yeah. Yeah, he was like he was like movie boxer buff. Yeah, exactly. So where does wrestling stand with that? Because like in WWE wrestling, those guys are like super buff, super sculpted. Yeah, well, they're meant to be because it's they don't have to be tremendous like wrestlers per se. They just need to look really good shirtless, right? Yeah, which is movie buff basically because that's what WWE is. It's entertainment. It's yeah. not a real sport. So it, like, I guess there's a way to train in a way that like sculpts your body because like yeah so oh, like, of course of like course. crossfit like crossfit is to produce like strength yeah even though those guys have really good bodies too yeah yeah yeah. i think it's a lot of building muscle and cutting and cutting the fat really so high protein low carb you know a lot of that kind of stuff so not so much going for longevity of or like you know stamina yeah it's more so just like getting that cut ripped thing going on so it is basically for aesthetics yeah, basically for aesthetics to look good shirtless on screen. But it's also but it's also a combination of like okay, for example, if you're a power lifter, you don't have to have that good aerobic strength. But if you want to be in something like performing as a wrestler or or doing CrossFit, you need both. You need anaerobic and aerobic. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they burn so much fat. So that's why their muscles come out. I don't know. I'm not too sure because like I I I don't really research into like a lot of workout thingies too much. I just kind of go for like oh what exercise is good for this part of your body and sure won't, and won't and hurt you that. too much and I just like kind of. But go I mean, well, you did the Spartan run, so was that like was that like an impetus to start training like that and that kind of functional movement? The Spartan run was interesting because the obstacles weren't the thing that killed me. I feel like the obstacles had a lot to do with like the core training you know right. uh but and but the thing that killed me the most was, was like the running dude the stamina that it requires i guess like spartans need a shit ton of stamina i guess so Spart like whatever the hell the spartans are fighting they can go for a really long time because spartans need to be able to do all that shit and run six fucking kilometers i guess i mean that's how they I guess that's how they train you think that's like anywhere near to how like old warriors from back in they trained was like something like the spartan run 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 and then pick up this fucking thing and then run 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 and throw this fucking javelin i guess so right because they had no like jeeps or tanks <laughs> so they have to, <laughs> to rely just on their bodies yeah and only like the commanders would get to ride on horseback the grunts have to run that's true. They have to march yeah. a lot. And they wear all that fucking armor and like the spears aren't that light either. I know it's just like a metal thing on a stick, but spears are pretty heavy. And yeah. Helmets are heavy. Their shields are heavy. Here's a question then. If you were going to be an old timey warrior, would you rather be like a land warrior or like a naval warrior? So it's like basically it's 300 versus 302. <laughs> the movie. I'd be a naval warrior for sure. You think? Yeah. I quite like being on a ship. You like being, I'm on a boat, that's you. Yeah, I'm on a boat and I'm throwing catapults at people and... and You're throwing catapults at people, you do not know how the catapult works. (laughs) I'm throwing an entire catapult at you. I'm catapulting bitches, you know. You catapulting bitches. From my yacht. From your yacht? From From my war yacht. What would you call your yacht? I'd call my yacht the... War yacht, I don't know. I'm not. The war yacht. I'm not creative of yacht names. I I feel like if I owned a yacht, I'd just name it like the yacht. I'd, I'd be terrible. I'd be so pressurized to like oh, capital T, what... capital H, capital E. Yeah, yacht. I, I don't know what to name it. Oh yeah, I was, yeah, yacht. Exactly. Oh, that's actually not not bad. The yacht. Yeah, the like, yacht. The, the Y A T. What about D apostrophe? The yacht. D apostrophe. Yeah, like like I'm pretty sure there's like at least fifteen black people named like D yacht. <laughs> my yo, let me get my cousin D yacht. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> But I always think about naming stuff. Like, how do you name? Like, it's usually after a girl. Except, I mean, the Argo. The Argo. That's a 
What is that? I don't even know. What is... It's it's a movie by Ben Affleck. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I like that movie. I, I don't know if it's supposed to have won Best Picture that year, though. Did it win Best Picture? Yeah, Argo won Best what, Picture. What was it up against? Uh, that's a great question. I'm not too sure. But hey, Argo won Best Picture. Did you hear that Ben Affleck's making a sequel in Argo? Is it called Argo 2? No. <laughs> it might be, but I think it's uh, that they probably tried that first. But it's going to be set in space. No. Yep. They're Wait. Argonauts. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and it will be in cinemas airing nightly. Hey! Okay, here's the thing, John. Weird game. <laughs> here's the th- oh, sorry. Whoops. Well, yeah, I was trying here. to think. When did Nathan forget what the second word is? No, no. Here's the thing, John. I didn't I forget. The thing is, I I don't know what an argonaut is. <laughs> oh yeah, I figured that was true. I didn't know what an argonaut is, so I was trusting you to lead me there because yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what. The- I know there's a movie called Jason and Argonauts. Yeah. But I do not know what the fucking argonaut. What is okay. an argonaut? So Jason was because uh, I love Greek mythology as a kid, so I don't know why this was on my head. But Jason okay. was. Uh, a hero from Greek mythology. He stole the golden sh- uh, golden fleece. He was one of the best sailors in mythology, and his ship was the Argo. And the people on the ship were the Argonauts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did. And not even know though that. I knew that, I still brought us to the space Argo. I did because I was going with the flow. I was. I did not it. know that. But like for a while, I was, I was thinking, "Are you taking this to Sparta because the Spartans fought the Argonauts?" I don't <laughs> know what's happening because <laughs> I didn't know what an Argonaut was. So like, but, I was just. I'm telling you, man, you this was an amazing improv thing because I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure Nathan doesn't know what it is, but you just <laughs> trusted me, and like, no one can see us, but I still felt like you were like you were like you were like what the fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, it's trust, baby. It's good hang. All right, and I say we won. We won. So guys, what did you think about that game? Is it a game you want to play with your friends? I think you could. Yeah, it's a good challenge. But okay, wait, wait, that's not the end of game time though. That's like we have another one. There's like part two of game time. Uh, Since we read your shit was a little light today, give me a sec. I need to reposition myself. What is this? Okay, so I found this app online. It's it's no secret. It's been around for a while, but it's called the Akinator or the Akinator because it you know. I can hear the oh, yeah. <laughs> so what this thing is, it's a website or an app if you want to buy it, um, where you where it's a it's a little genie, and he can predict a person that you're thinking about. No, uh, what? He can predict a person that you're thinking about. So all you, so it's basically online twenty questions. Oh, oh yeah, that's all, cool. So all you have to do is think about a person. Like a celebrity. Fictional or non-fictional. Oh, okay. So it can be a character in a book. It can be a actor in a movie, whatever, um, and just answer its questions. And it will be able to guess who he or she is. That's so cool. And this yeah. is so good for people who have no friends. <laughs> so are we going to, we're going to pick a person, you and I, yes. and we're going to tell the listeners who we pick. Um, well, okay. Let's just keep it a secret for now. Actually, no, wait, tell them. It'll, it'll be a lot more fun that way. Um, so uh, who should we? John, think of a person, male or female right now. And I should say it. Okay. Let me just open the website here. And the genie's asking, think about a real or fictional... Ca- I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the genie's voice. Okay, okay. He looks Middle Eastern, but I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't... Act- he actually kind of looks like a guy who, grows up, who grew up in, like, Long Island or, like, New Jersey or something. Oh, he does look a little he bit like He looks like a guido. He's like, like hey, hey, you going to the club later? I got bottle service. All right, then. I'll I'm be, a genie. I'll, I'll be the New Jersey Akinator genie. Think about a real or fictional character. I will try to guess who it is. Okay. It turned into Randy Newman. I'm sorry. So how old are you? <laughs> Player information. Age, 30. 
can. Alrighty. The more I see it, the more I come to accept it. That's my. So image. you got it in your head? Yeah, but do am I going to say who it is? Yeah, tell us. Let's let's go let's go Tony Stark. Tony Stark. All right then. So, is it a girl? Nope. Nope. That was question number one. Is your character real? No, I feel like this is also really good, like twenty questions training. Yeah. Is your character real? No, it is not. No, he's not. Does your character wear shoes? Yes, iron shoes. Is your character from an anime? Nope. All right. Is your character bad? <laughs> does your character Ask fight? Ask Captain America in the next... Does your character fight? He sure does. Is your character from a video game? No, he is not. We're up to question number eight now. Is your character a superhero? Yes. <gasps> does your character wear a mask? An iron mask. Yes. Is your character... Oh, my of God! Red. Yes. Does your character walk the line between, between good, good and, and bad? bad? Um, again, if you if you watch next year's Marvel Civil War, mm. let's go with no. No, okay. Is your character associated associated <laughs> with spiders? Well, you just guess straight out of it, Spider Man, you <laughs> asshole. No, no. Does your character fly? Yes. To Thirteen. Does your character play in the Iron Man series? Yes. <laughs> and your character is. He's predicting Tony, Tony Stark, Stark slash Iron Man. Man. How wow. cool is that? That's it, really cool. It, it took him how many guesses was that? I wasn't keeping track. It was it was like fifteen. Yeah. Well, how Ooh, sick is that? Let's try another one. Let's try, let's try to fool it. That one's pretty easy. Okay, okay. That, that was pretty easy. What uh, if we go with um, sixth president of America, John Quincy Adams? All right, let's try it. Really? No, for real. Let's try it. I do have to restart the thing. No, it's fine. Question number one is: Is your character. is your character from a Walt Disney animated feature? No. No. We don't have to like restart it. It's not like... No. So oh, okay. Has your character really existed? Yes. Again, guys, we're going for the sixth or seventh president of America, John Quincy Adams. Does your character live in America? He, well, he's dead. But yes. Yes. Is your character an actor? No. No. Maybe we should have gone. Does your character have a child? Uh, yes, I think. Is your character black? That's a bit racist. I don't see color. <laughs> Let's go with no. All right. People tell me he's white. I believe it. Is your character a singer or does he work as a singer? No. All right. Not that you knew of, at least. Is your character currently more than 40 years old? He's dead. I would just go with yes, because oh, technically. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is your character a politician? Damn it. Maybe president was too. Okay, yes. Then let's go yes. Does your character wield the war glaives of Azinoth? Okay, now I feel he's just showing off. He's like, I already know who you got. I'm going to throw in bullshit questions. No. No. Does not wear the... Is your character still alive? Negative. Does your character have a beard? Aw, I don't know. I think sometimes he did. But generally... Let's just go with no. No, he's generally not known to have a beard. Well, he's got really epic sideburns. I don't think that counts as a beard. John Quincy Adams. I don't think John Quincy Adams counts as a bearded guy. See, no, right? He's known about mutton chops. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't no. really count as a beard, so let's go with no. Wow, is this a real photograph of him? Wow, amazing. All right. Oh, yeah. Is your character linked with metal music? <laughs> no. No. Was your character murdered? No. Has your character lived in the 20th century? Nope. Was your character the first president of a country? Nice try, but no. If it goes second, third, fourth, or fifth. Is, was your character the president? Yes. We're up to 17 now. Does your character have at least one famous son? Mm, no. Has your character ever been a soldier? Maybe. Let's just go with don't know. Yeah. Okay. 
Is your character an SAO survivor? What the fuck is SAO? I, I don't think so. Let's just go if don't know. Is your character overweight? I mean, come on. I mean, like, n- no. All right. I mean, it's also subjective. Is your character a writer? Nope. Does your character live in a city? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, Boston, yeah. Yeah. Is your character a military this man? This is dumb. You suck. I feel like he's really... <laughs> he's reaching. Is your character a military no. man? No, he's not. I think we should have picked someone cooler. Is your character disturbed, disturbed in, in any way? way? You, now he's just fucking with us, Nathan. No. I'm thinking of ah, John nice F. Kennedy. Try. Oh, well, nope. he's ballpark-ish, you know. Nice try. First, right, first name. Yeah. Well, we see, so so you have the option if he gets it wrong to either uh, say no. You say no, but you have the option to continue playing no. or just go no. No. So this is boring. So guys, if no. you yeah, but no, but like it's pretty fun. Like it is, huh? Wait. So like then you can kind of give such like you can tell him who you who it is. So over here, that, John Adams. They don't have John Quincy Adams though. It's John Adams, whatever. No, but that's not fair because he had a famous son. <laughs> but you said no to the famous son. Yeah, that's why, John. Adams's favorite famous son was John Quincy Adams. Was the guy we were going for. Anyway, that's oh, game we, ten. Oh, well, I didn't know that then. Game time, game time. Yeah, sorry, my friend thinks that's the best song ever, so we just played as much as possible for her. <laughs> yeah, but I was bored one day, so I just played this for a bit. When you say a bit, do you mean five hours? Maybe like half an hour. <laughs> I, cool. I actually got me. Really? I, I tried like oh like. Let's be a little bit narcissistic for a bit. Would I be in this game? It took a while, but yeah, it, it got me eventually. Like, <laughs> is your character from no, but the thing, But the thing is, like, I feel like no one else could get this if they weren't me because I kind of knew the stuff he was asking. Like, oh, is this person ever in this and that and that? Did but your character very... have a squarish jaw? <laughs> it was all very broad strokes. So it's like, it's like a combination of multiple databases, I guess. Yeah, huh? basically. Yeah. And the thing is that the more people play it, the smarter it gets. The smarter it gets. Okay, it's going to take over the world. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's scary shit, man. I'm, I'm, I, robots terrify me. As they should. Robot, like, this, the shit they're doing of robots nowadays, like how smart they're getting and how much... Like liberties that they're giving these robots. Have you seen that video about uh, with those robot arms with katanas? Uh, no, and I don't wish to. But the recent one that I saw that scared me was um, this guy. He was showcasing a robot that was able to evaluate itself whether or not an order should be executed. And that's a slippery fucking slope. Wait, what do you okay. mean? So what happened was, um, I believe this was in... America or Japan? Probably Japan. Which I forgot. Japan's but weird. He told the robot to uh, walk for. Okay, the robot was on a table, and the guy said, "Robot, walk forward." Okay. And the robot said, "No, it is unsafe because it's at the edge of a table." It was on the edge of a table. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> so basically, the robot was able to diagnose a situation, access a situation, and come to the conclusion that what my master is telling me is wrong and I'm not going to do it. Interesting. And that is fucking scary! I know it's like a simple thing that, like, oh, the robot, it, it, it's like, it's like, it's like, um, a proximity detection. It's not gonna fall and it's not gonna risk, like, falling because it's gonna break. But, like, the the essence of it is that the robot said no to a direct order because it's, it, it knew better. Fuck you, master. Like, doesn't that scare that? Like that, that uh, gave well, me. Well, that's what it was it designed me, to do. It gave me legit goosebumps when I when I when I heard about this. That's what it was designed to. But anyway, no, this this thing is not actually 
the thing I want to show you is not actually robots. It's robot arms. So okay. it's just to show you how precise and amazing these arms are. All right. Show notes, so everybody. Yeah, it's going to be the show notes. So we're just two robot arms, each wielding katana. Look at that. Tip oh, to tip. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh, no. Two robot arms fighting each other with katanas. I don't like it. They're not fighting per se, but look at that. Look at how close the tips are to each other. I don't like that. What? That's not what you said last night when we were doing this with our penises. Oh, that is true. I did like Ooh, that. Twist. Yeah. <laughs> Very precise. Oh, God. I really don't like that. I don't is like that. Is that freaking you out? It's freaking me out. Because like, you know how um, all those like um, karate masters of Okinawa, like how they're able to pinpoint parts of your body to like make you like paralyzed? Like nerve cluster. Is that a real thing, though? It's it a real... like Star Trek. No, no, no. It's a real freaking thing, dude. Like those really old masters that they, they're able to break down the human body in like, in, like very distinct pinpoints... This robot can do that. <laughs> this robot could do that. If it's that precise, this robot could be like, I know exactly where to just poke Wait, you. It's got to train it, though, first. I mean... Yeah, train it. I mean, to know where or whatever. But, like, okay, in That's my a very mind, specific thing to be scared of, by the way, Nathan. But in my mind, in my mind I'm thinking, like, all oh, it takes is software. Software to scan mm. a human body and, like, you know, basically have coordinates. Like, oh, this is the spot that all humans are weak at. And this is the spot that all humans shall be exterminated. Yeah, but it's from also a robot, words. so odds are it's going to be super strong, so they can just crush our heads. That just is true. Just crush our that heads. is true. That is true. I don't know. I'm not for this whole robot thing. The, yeah, you, yeah, that's where you stand. You're anti-robot. I'm an- You're putting your foot down. <laughs> I'm anti-robot. I'm pro-human. I am, I am. What would you call someone that's against a robot? Like the racist word of anti-robot. Like an anti-Semite, but for I am anti-robot. I am circuitist. Circuitist. Yes. Fair enough. <clears throat> nah, I'm just kidding. Robot, robots, 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 robots are a good time. Like especially when you see things about like how there's like robot miners. Like not not robots, like young that, robots, not, not robots that can really, you can have illegal sex with. It's like <laughs> robots that can like go into places where miners are currently going into right. and like having severe health problems because they're digging so deep in that there's like the sulfur in the air and shit like that like they send robot miners into those like deep deep depths of the mines now to help get that shit out of there because to send a human down there it's inhumane sure and uh, you know it's okay to be inhumane to a robot because it ain't humane ah, ah nice but yeah that's the whole point like you send them to deep seas you you send them to mars <laughs> yeah as long as you can control them. Okay, so we're following a little bit of a YouTube hole. So now I'm watching a YouTube video of a robot playing ping pong, which I think is fake. Part of me felt like we were still playing that tangent game for a while because I was trying to remember where we left off. And I, <laughs> I was like, are we still playing the game? Oh my we're God. We're always playing a game, Nathan. It's like the movie Inception. I don't know if we're in it. I need, I need, to, I need the you totem. Know, is the top spinning? I need, need a spinning? totem. <laughs> I need a game totem. Game totem. Game, game totem. totem. <laughs> now let's get into the news then, shall we? Newsy, 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 newsy. Oh shit, wrong music. <laughs> God damn it, Nathan. <laughs> No. Hi, John and Nathan. Can you please read us the news? Okay. <laughs> Wait, I forgot to import the I forgot to import God damn it, the Nathan. music. I'm sorry, this is the first time that we're having a fully functional soundboard. Expect some glitches. <laughs> I was like, what's the name of our of our news music again? Oh yeah, it's this thing. World news, interviews, roll on terror, puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, races, friends, tiny horse, so many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? 
Hey, did you hear about that thing, John? Did you? I did. Did you, though? I mean, some of it. I heard some of it. Not all of it. Most of it. But but did you, though? All right, so this has been a very light episode so far, so let's get into the deep shit, Nathan. Let's get into that deep, deep shit. So, John, I don't know if you've heard. Oh, no. It's a bombshell. It's big news. Be careful with that drum. Don't don't drop it. It's, 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 oh my god. Don't, don't drop it's it, huge Nathan. huge news, man. Don't drop that bombshell. It's deep. That deep bombshell. Kim and Kanye have a new baby. <gasps> Wow. I, I truly don't care, so let's move on to the next Do story. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> um, okay, next story. What do you got, John? Nathan, this is a really uplifting story. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a high school in Atlanta, Georgia, that's in America. Uh-huh. Where there's like a – it's like it's school for underprivileged um, people. And they staged a performance of this play called Four Women Wearing the Same De- uh, Dress. Okay. Actually, a pretty good play written by Alan Ball, the same guy who did um, Six Feet Under, a couple other things. It sounds like a more economic version of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. It's quite similar to that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually five women wearing the same dress. Is that what I said? Anyway, no one came to the show for these oh. girls from the Doherty, Doherty Comprehensive School in Al- Albany, Georgia. No one came. The director was in the audience. Her mother was in the audience. No one else. Oh. That sucks. I agree. Yeah. But then they put out a little thing on social media went on Facebook, invited people to come for the next show. It got spread on Reddit and then Full House the next couple shows. Oh, Isn't awesome. that crazy? Because, I, I mean, have you ever performed to no one? Has it ever happened to you? Very, very often. I mean, not not lately, but I, it has happened several times in my lifetime. It's soul-crushing, isn't it? It is. It is soul-crushing. And, you know, you, you never really get used to it. You just kind of get your, – your skin gets thicker every time. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, what was the circumstance that led you to not having any audience to play for? Um, it was either back when I just had no draw. Like, you know, like I would be like, hey guys, I'm performing here and no one shows up. Or oh. it would be like shows back when I was performing with the army. <laughs> and it would be like, there would be people there. It's just that no one's watching. It's like, oh, we're performing here and everyone is in the other side of this venue. Because they truly do not give a shit about five army guys performing. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Well, that's the, I mean, that's basically the point here is that no one cared in this community to go. But then after this went out, here's a quote. When the kids opened the door, they were there were people from the community that would have wouldn't have come otherwise mm-hmm. and otherwise if there was no social media stuff. Yeah. Uh, the play is a comedy after all, and the audience filled the room with laughter. The kids could hear them and feel the energy. When there's a packed crowd, there's a buzz and electricity in the room. They were stars. That's awesome. Isn't that nice? Dude, okay, like it, it's. I know to say, like, oh, to, to, to have an audience is so important, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, why can't you just do it for the love of the craft? No. That's like, not how it works with performing arts. Yeah, man. Like, with performance, I think having support of friends, family, strangers, whatever it is, in the beginning stages especially, when you're still, like, building your confidence, when you're still trying to figure yourself out as a performer, when you're still trying to get your rhythms right, it's so important because... You know, not only does the crowd, uh, the aforementioned buzz, give you um, a bit of a performance high, mm-hmm. but it's also just so important to feel that support and not feel like because to, to be to to want to perform, to want to be on stage, it's such a crapshoot. It's such a leap of faith, you know. And to take that leap and have no one there to catch you, 
um, it's it's one of the worst feelings in the world. No, but you can take it even further. Like even at a more fundamental level, like you could agree or disagree. But I am firmly in the belief that art is not complete until it reaches an audience. Yeah. Anything, performing arts or even fine arts. Like a painting is not a painting until someone sees it. Yeah. Well, you know I mean? mean, that's pretty much the goal of every artist, you know, no matter how um, independent or free-spirited or indie they are, they they want an audience. They want people no, to but, appreciate their but shit. Even, like I said, like an even more fundamental than that, like the thing does not ex- – it's like the, the, the tree fall in the woods, no one hears it. Does oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. still yeah, make yeah, a sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with art, it doesn't like it. It doesn't resonate. If it does nothing to resonate against, and it fundamentally doesn't exist. Oh yeah, art is not art unless people like recognize or yeah. even like acknowledge it. If you have, if I you, guess that's you, why like in freaking like art galleries, like a fucking blank canvas, canvas could technically be art because you have it people is. walking past. It's, it hundred percent is because yeah. it 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 provide it has an emotional feeling. It provokes then, thought. If the provocation of thought is disdain, yeah. it, it's still a thought. Like there's a whole show play about it called Art. Yeah, good play written by a. Parisian playwright named Yasmina Reza. They did a Mandarin version of it here last year, mm. which I missed, and apparently it was amazing. But what, yeah. but you don't understand Mandarin. Yeah, but there was there was sir titles. I understood. Why is it sir and not sub titles? What? In Singapore, in, certain, in Singapore they say s- with sir titles. S U R. I'm not sure if you're making a joke. No, I'm not making that up. That's what it. In, at least in theater, they call it sir titles. S U R titles. Yeah, you never heard that before. I feel like that's just a bad typo. How close is R&B to the keyboard? <laughs> no, they're, they're not that far. Not that near. Not that near. Sir titles. It's a thing, dude. It's a thing. Hmm, I had no idea. Sir titles, also known as super titles. That's why. Because the sir titles, I mean, traditionally in theater, probably, it goes above the stage. Oh, subtitles which are below the movie. Wow, look at that. You learn something new every day. You learn something new. What if they're on the side? Are these side titles? That's a good question. That's awesome. Anyway, well, what do you got, Nathan? Ah, yes. News-wise. I got things news-wise. It's not just Kim and, Kim and Kanye getting a new kid. K and K. I'm not sure why they're naming the new kid, though. Do you think they're going to name itself? What was the first one, North? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The first one is North. Maybe the second one will be South. I don't know. Is that something you're going to do? I mean, are you going to have a theme with your kids? Like, for example, my brother, his kids, are all, all their names start with L. Is that something you're going to do? Something along those lines? Myself, personally? Yeah. Is that something you think about? Uh, not so much. I mean, personally, my own siblings, we all have N names. We all start with the right. letter N. Yeah. Is one of your um, nephews or nieces named LL? No. Why? No, I was wondering. That would be a cool name to have. LL? Cool J. Yeah. Ladies no. love Cool J. That's what LL stands for. Yeah, ladies love Cool James. James. Yeah. Yeah. Cool name. Anyway. Uh, in my news, actually, wait, do you want, do you want to get into like the weird, depressing news or the happier news first? Let's go with the happier one. But we just did happy. That's true. Let's go with the depressing one. Okay. The depressing one. Uh, I mean, this was going around internet for a bit. Um, but you know, more public attacks, more Ugh. weirdness, more shittiness. Are you talking about San Bernardino? There was a San Bernardino shooting. And then on top of that, there was a knife attack in the London tube station. That is actually something I really want to get into. But before yeah. we do... Can I just say that this is the 355th uh, mass shooting in America this year? That's more days than there have been this year so far. Uh, 355th. Mm-hmm. And it's defined by, um, in this particular study that's doing it, it's defined as a, a mass shooting is a shooting where four or more people get hurt, uh, killed, or injured. Oh, my God. That is scary. And people are like, here's the thing. 
fucking people are going to argue that, like, oh, the t- statistics are skewed. There's conspiracies, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. There's even more conspiracies talk about the San Bernardino thing. Have you said mm-hmm. they've seen that? It's no. goddamn ridiculous. The fact of the matter is, though, is that people are going to be like, oh, look, the statistics aren't telling the whole story. There's not this. It's not that bad. Um, Second Amendment rights. They can't take our guns, blah, blah, blah. But it's getting more and more. They sound more and more like crazy people. Yeah. who are trying to defend this it's time for change it's time for change and obama um you guys would probably hear but you guys would have heard it by now but obama is going on prime time tomorrow to give some kind of talk against domestic terrorism and mass shootings see what he has to say yeah it's just so stupid well okay so i don't know if you heard about this but um a weird side effect or like repercussion from all this uh, it actually comes from australia so there's oh, this yes guy, i have heard of this this, this is awesome. guy called tim fisher um he's he was the leader of the national party of australia and he served for almost a decade as prime minister um and here's the thing so a worldwide alert was issued in December 2014 mm-hmm. in the wake of a hostage crisis in the Lynn Cafe in Sydney. And Fisher told ABC News that the American attitude is unfair considering how dangerous America itself is due to the level of gun violence and a lack of effort to change the situation. He says, and I quote, Shadow is in an Aussie accent. Uh, yes, but definitely. I'm a bit sick and tired of the U.S. chucking anbos at... Fuck, I see. Perfect. Whenever I try to Perfect. consciously go into Perfect. an accent, it turns into a weird what Irish What was he thing. chucking? Here, here. Just read that in an Aussie accent. I'm a bit sick and tired of the U.S. chucking anbos at us, putting into their travel device that's not safe to go to Sydney. Yeah. It's so, a little bit closer, <laughs> so but still pretty shit. He's advising Australia to issue so he's travel... So that's a new quote, or is that... That's a that's a okay. yeah. He is advising um, the uh, travel board in Australia to issue a travel warning to to America, considering all the freaking gun violence and shootings that's happening. Saying that travelers to U.S. should be aware that they might fall victim to gun violence. Oh, I thought there really was it. And an I official... agree a hundred freaking percent, dude. If I was if I were currently still studying in America, I would be terrified to go to school. I'd be terrified to go to the supermarket. I'd be terrified to go watch a movie. Like it's it's become such an occurrence where it's like and they and they don't seem to be doing anything overly active about it, and I'm I'm kind of happy I took that year off from America. Look, look, okay, look. Let's talk. Let's for a second. Let's break away from news and let's just get personal. Yeah. Nathan went to school in Boston. I lived in Virginia. He went to school in in Berkeley. I went to my brother went to school in Virginia Tech. I went to school in Santa Monica College. All three of these places particularly Virginia Tech, obviously. Santa Monica College had a less-known one. All these were the sites of mass shootings. I mean, Boston had... It wasn't in your school, at least. I was present for that. But it was right in your area where that whole fucking Boston bombing was. Have I ever told that story about me being in the Boston bombing? I don't think we have. I'll save that 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 for another show, yeah. Uh, For the bombing episode. Jesus. This is the shooting episode. No, I'm just saying. Like, that's ridiculous. These two guys... Just average Joes who are, just, you know, a little bit well-traveled have been to sites where there have been mass shootings. Yeah. That's just wrong. It's not right, just man. It's it's, it. it's genuinely terrifying me. Where, like, I'm, I'm, like, my sister is currently still in Boston. I fear for her, man. Like, I know she has a level head about her and she's not going to go to places that are unsafe. But what places are unsafe? If a movie theater isn't safe, where is safe? <laughs> like, I am terrified man it's 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 scary shit and then um there's also the whole london tube thing and how that was related to a um it was it was a terrorist attack of sorts yeah machete wielding man has slashed a man's throat in the station in london as he shouted this is for syria but here's something i want to point out so the the london attack and the san bernardino attack were just a couple days apart 
this guy had a knife and he killed what was the count nathan sorry so how many people died and how many people were hurt in the knife attack do you have that on hand um for the knife attack i believe it was just that one he only killed one person a multiple i think multiple people were hurt though like it's a, but it's a really low number oh it's not in my new story sorry about that um so yeah go for it the guy please. goes in the tube kills kills one person police come they don't shoot him they tase him mm-hmm. so in attack in a, in a country with you know sane gun laws yeah this attack which was a big deal only resulted in one fatality contained. and the suspect brought in without a police having to kill him very contained i mean okay i know that these kind of things shouldn't even happen but that's kind of how you do it you know he didn't have access to, I'm assuming, he didn't have access to automatic weapons. Nope. Unlike the San Bernardino people. Like, he wanted to do something heinous. He achieved it, unfortunately. But in a strange way, I guess what you're trying to put across is that in a strange way, fortunately, it wasn't worse. What I'm trying to put across is that ins- people are right. People kill people. Guns don't kill people. And insane people do these things. This guy was insane, as insane as the people in San Bernardino, as malicious as the people in San Bernardino. Yeah. But because he had no access to a fucking AR-15 assault rifle, yeah. he was only able to hurt a couple people. Insane person plus gun, not a good idea. Certainly not. And, yeah, jeez. Well, there was footage from the scene obtained by the Daily Mail, and it shows the man writhing on the floor after being tasered, and another bystander, oh, yeah. was, ye- right now, yeah. and another bystander was yelling, you are not a Muslim, hmm. which is, you know... Uh, I think in a strange way, like it, it, it was like the nice light in this story, you know, that like people shouldn't relate these kinds of things to religion and race. It's, it's, it's well, pretty much just down to crazy. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't dig these stories. Yeah. Cause I have friends in London. I have friends in U.S. And they're living there. They're functioning normally. Sure. Over here, we really do take it for granted. We do take the safety here for granted. And, man, I can't imagine if I was currently living in the U.S., like the kind of paranoia I'd be yeah. have, I'd be living through. Yeah. And actually, here's another one I actually kind of forgot about. Is just after I just after I left the States to move to the Philippines, there was a sniper attack in Washington. Did you hear about this news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like in the late 90s where there was a, a pair of dudes just fucking doing some weird wasn't sniper it, wasn't it like a Wasn't it a guy in a car? Yeah, a guy in a car. People. Two guys in a car, yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. a van. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, America? Stop it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> not good, not good, not good, not good. Anyway, if you're going to America, take care. I think one of our listeners is on our way to New York soon. Yeah. You're going to have a great time. Just, you know. Yeah, just, I mean, live I, your life. I, I hope the <laughs> but, last few minutes didn't scare you, but, you know, America's not like, you know, it's not the freaking badlands out there. Don't worry. It's just that it, it worries me. Just do, do stay safe. Yeah. Uh, stay away from. See, I don't even know what to say. What the hell do you stay away from? It's it's free game. It's completely random. I mean, that's the point uh, of that's the point of terrorism is that you make so no place is safe. Jeez. You know, and look, people are talking about this. This is not terrorism. This is terrorism. What is terrorism? Um, I took a class in terrorism in high school. In college, I took a socio- the sociology of terrorism, and it really opened my eyes. And terrorism has a very simple um, definition. Um, groups of people are terrorists because they want 
a political agenda, but they can't be heard via, you know, regular means. So they have to resort to violence. Uh-huh. That's all it is. So, for example, the NRA in Ireland, they want to secede from Ireland. They can't do it via just regular diplomatic ways, so they resort to violence. That's all terrorism is. They uh-huh. want something to happen. They can't get it through peaceful means, so they resort to violence. Wow. So is this violence? Is, is this terrorism? Mm. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but at least think about it that way. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of craziness happening in superpower countries. Uh-huh. China, Nathan. China. 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 China is building a giant animal cloning factory to feed the masses. Yay! Isn't that crazy? So is it just going to be exclusively mutton? No. No, I think we've moved past sheep at this point. Oh, so like, there's not going to be like 50,000 dollies coming out of there? No. Oh, boo. Yeah. I have not been keeping up with the cloning trends nowadays. What have they perfected? Um, I don't know either, but here, let me just read this article. Uh, While the rest of the world sorts out its feelings about safety and ethics of cloning animals for food production, China is charging ahead and building the world's largest animal cloning factory, set to begin operations in 2016. Look at that. 20 million yuan, or 31 million commercial animal, uh, 31 million US dollar commercial animal cloning center will be located in Tiantian Economic Technological Development Area, a government-sponsored business area about 100 miles from Beijing. They're cloning animals to eat them. My question here is, isn't it more expensive to manufacture an animal than to breed it? Well, here's the thing. is, And like, I found the details somewhere else. It's not specific that they're cloning like this after this. For example, um, they're cloning to get their desired benefit. So, for example, if you wanted black Angus meat, normally what you would have to do, apparently, uh, was find one black Angus bull and then inseminate them into regular cows, crossbreed them again, crossbreed them again, and then in the fourth generation, you'll have black proper black Angus cows. Oh, Whereas here, you can right. just clone the original black Angus cow. Okay. So it's not so much like, oh, I need 50 cows. Let's clone 50 cows. Put it through the factory. No, not, not quite. But it's right. still... Basically in the same vein. Wow. So it's almost like what GMOs did to like agriculture. I guess so. Yeah. It's like, it's like GMO to meat. Oh man. Genetically modified organisms. Okay. I don't find anything ethically wrong with this myself. I mean, that's just my own view. Mm. I, you're very welcome to disagree with it only because I don't know the, the science that goes behind it. So to me, you know, why not, right? If, you know, you can do it, why not? Um, that's, that's kind of my stand on yeah. it. I mean, but, but, okay, assuming like, it's safe and yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know why it wouldn't be safe. Assuming the practices are all on the up and up. But for me, the, the, the part where I'm a bit iffy on it is that you're messing so much with the stuff that we put into our mouth holes, you know, with all the GMOs and now you have like GMO okay. animals. Like the, 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 the rate of people getting cancer is higher than ever sicknesses allergies higher than ever and it's all due to you know the the antibiotics in our food yeah but that's like the thing the chemicals in our in our vegetables i hear you i hear you i hear but there is a growing surge in the scientific community saying that gmos are totally fine totally safe yeah yeah that the more, more and more research is being done because mm, i'm so wary of that kind of stuff of like Ooh, it sounds like it's unsafe therefore it must be unsafe it's like kind of like yeah, but like, for example, Bill Nye, who used to be anti-GMO, Bill Nye, the science guy, mind you. Not Bill Nye? No, not Bill Nye, the actor from... Um, Love Actually. Love Actually. Christmas is all around us. No, Bill Nye, the science guy, used to be anti-GMO, but once he looked at all the research in the papers, he's now pro-GMO. Right. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more about like the antibiotics that they give the animals because they treat them like bullshit and they need them to stay alive so they don't die before they become... Yeah, that's more of an ethical the, thing. But whereas yeah. how it affects us, I don't know, still up in the air. Well, I mean, if you're p- putting like drugs in our, in, our, in, our, in our meat, it's going to well, go into our tummies at some point. Yeah, but I mean, like, like I said, that's like a... It's, I forgot what the philosophical term is. It's like a straw man argument, right. I think is what it is. Well, I think it's one of those... It's, it's, it's one of those things... I mean, this, this warrants a much larger argument, but it's one of those things that it's very hard to deny because you can't deny that... The rate of people getting cancer, the, the rate of like people having like weird allergies, it's unprecedented. Like, yeah, but is it though? Like, and even then, ago, it, yes, but even it, it, first like of all, people, is it so? Second of all, what's causing that? Don't know. You got you can't really. Again, man, I I go with the you have to go. You have to show me the logic. You got to show me the papers, the data. The well, the logic up. here is that it's happening on a worldwide scale, and it's happening to a worldwide scale where people have access to mass like mass manufactured food and you know food related products because you don't hear so much about like kids in africa being allergic to peanuts it's more about like the weird them having kids (laughs) yeah that and like it's always like you know like those 10 kids in school that you just can't open the peanut butter jelly sandwich in front of but like i said you know like people have access to mass-produced food mass-produced like factory produced stuff that's pumped full of antibiotics pumped full of all that weird um nonsense that we just don't, don't even know about like it's, it's i mean again maybe don't know here nathan here's a challenge by next episode can you show me some data that backs i, I have up? no the thing is okay john the thing is like and this is like this i'm on a crusade not a crusade but like yeah. it's just like it's so easy to sprout this kind of knowledge that like is trying to scare people into yeah. like thinking one way but you, you still got to keep a skeptical level head about these things well the thing is i do know about this kind of stuff because I read a book about it once that had hard data, but mm-hmm. that was like four years ago and I can't remember a lot of it. That's mm-hmm. why I'm being so vague with my like, research and everything. But it is a fact that like the stuff that they put in our like factory farming, factory farmed animals, basically all the medicine that they're pumping into them, it is being passed down to us. It is affecting the overall health of our children, mm-hmm. of the adults in general. Fair enough. So it's like, that's the part I'm scared about with the cloning. Like is, any of that going to be passed down to us because uh, yeah. you know there's definitely going to be a fundamental difference between a cloned cow and a you know regular old bessie so it's hard to tell these things get these things get passed down i'm sure because we're consuming their meat you know like if i were to say eat you versus eating um lance armstrong you know i feel like Lance Armstrong would give me a bit more of a kick. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. It seems like it would make sense. If anything, it's because of his drugs. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather eat Charlie Sheen at this point. Nope. Then I would get HIV. My you bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. No, but there is a book. I read this book called Eating Animals by Jonathan Safran Foer. Oh, I started that. I didn't finish it. It was a very heavily researched book, cross-referenced with a lot of other literature. And there is like chapters upon chapters on that, but I haven't touched that book in like legit four to five years. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember a lot of it. But a huge part of that book is basically how um, the changes in our food is affecting the health of the human race because they need to make more of it and find ways to make more of it sustainably. I'm sorry, not sustainably. Make more of it in a, in, a, in a way that it will be available to everybody and have no shortage and be available year round. So like, you know, whereas 100 years ago, you can only get apples in a certain part of the year. Sure. Now you can get apples like throughout the year. But why is it inherently a bad thing? Is what I'm saying. It's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, what, what, like for what, example, here's what, what, what I'm getting at is that there was research done. I just can't oh yeah, yeah, yeah fair I enough. can't give you the figures well, the right thing. now. Here's the thing. There's a guy named. Where's a guy named uh, 
Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock. Spurlock. No, 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 no. Super I'm not talking me? about Super Size Me. I'm talking about Neil, Neil, Neil Borlock oh. was a scientist in the 80s that developed this thing called – I forgot what it's called. But essentially it was called – it was what it was was super wheat because they needed wheat to feed the growing population of India and Asia and the rest of the world. I got excited for a while, super wheat. Anyway, go on. Not wheat. <laughs> wheat. Go on, go on. Yes, stoner. Um, so he developed using GMO, like using genetics to, to make a wheat that would yield so much wheat but wouldn't fall over and eventually save the world. No. Is it called? I think it was called. What was it called? Dwarf wheat. I forgot why it's called dwarf, dwarf wheat, but I believe that's what it was called. Is it because they get dwarves to harvest it? Ah, Norman Burlock was his name. Oh. Again? Found this out from West Wing. The smartest show in the world. Dun, 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 dun. Father of the Green Revolution. Anyway, fuck, man. If any place is going to start cloning stuff, it's China. But here's where it gets... Let me get let me get into a little bit of a drama, Nathan. Are they going to start cloning their girls soon? How would you even tell the difference? Uh, uh, weird backward racism. Same. The cloning factory will be done in partnership involving Suam Biotech. A South Korean company that will clone your dog for you so that you can replicate your best friend and cheat your way out of a dog short lifespan. Uh, Swam Biotech is run by uh, scientist Hwang Wook Song, once known as the Pride of Korea or the King of Cloning. Problem is, he was found to have fabricated a series of experiments back in 2006 and was dismissed from his post at Seoul National University. Mm. His transgressions had to do with, quote, research fraud and gross ethical lapses in the way we obtained human eggs for his experiments. Fucking drama, dude. <laughs> like, where do you, do you steal these eggs like some kind of Asian monster? Like that we read from, like, ghost stories? He stole eggs. He stole it. He's like, he's like a, what's that animal that steals eggs? Fox. Weasels. We, fox? Weasels? I don't know. It's the fox in the hen house. Oh yeah, I always thought it was like weasels that they steal. Like the the the. the all I know about weasels is that weasels wobbles and they don't fall down. All right then. Fun anyway, fact. what, what learn, else? You learn more every day. <laughs> what else do we have, Nathan? You have anything else for the news? Um, there's the Mark Zuckerberg thing, but oh yeah, yeah. I, I want to get into this like whole animal thing, but I feel like that's for another episode. Right, let's bring it up next week. Let's talk about you almost exploding to death and you learning about GMOs and animals next week. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Alrighty then. Alright. That was the news. You heard about that shit here on Good Hang. That's John's custom outro music because so I good. can't be bothered. So good. <laughs> Ooh, favorite thing. This week I have no idea. Nathan, you do it. What's our favorite thing? What's our favorite thing? What's our favorite thing? What's favorite, our favorite GMO. Thing? What's favorite our favorite thing? Favorite thing. All right, favorite thing. Okay, so this this week's favorite thing is going to be a little bit of a curveball because I don't know. I actually, I'm actually like ninety percent sure most of our listeners are not that interested in the world of boxing. Couldn't give a shit. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we had so much boxing talk this episode. You know, with my foray inspiring as well as um, the review of Creed. I figured, why not? Why not have favorite boxer sure, or, why not? Or, or favorite fighter, full stop? Um, but I'm going to go with boxer okay. only because I find this man fascinating and his career amazing. Uh, my favorite boxer of all time, George Foreman. <gasps> the guy with the grill? 
see, so that's like the first thing people say when you go George Foreman. Oh, the guy that made those girls that every college kid in U.S. used. I had two of them. Well, yeah, he did do that. But here's the thing. Here's why he's so freaking amazing. Okay, if you Google George Foreman and looked into his career, and like saw pictures of him when he first started out, he was the scariest guy on the block. Like he was like he was scarier than Tyson before Tyson was Tyson. Well, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was the one that. Ali rumbled within the jungle, right? Yeah, yeah, but he lost that fight. Yeah. But unimportant. Like, but I'm just saying, he's been around forever. He's been around for a while, yeah. But um, in, in early on in his career, he was like the guy to fear, you know? Like, not just in the ring, but in real life as well. He was a scowly dude. He was intimidating looking. He was scary as hell. He was like very standoffish. He was very antisocial. And whenever he stepped into the ring, he knocked somebody out he without like a, fail. Like a he mean had, motherfucker, in, too. Throughout his career... I believe he had like 68 knockouts throughout his his, his um, whole career. Oh and he was a scary, scary dude. But that's not the only thing, all right? So he retired around like... Um, Mid-90s? Early 90s? No, 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 no. He retired around like the 1974, I believe. And then... Uh, retired from boxing. He retired for in 1974. He left for about ten years oh, to become okay. like a to become like a minister um, back in his hometown, like a Christian minister. And he was basically oh, yeah. old old Mister Churchy, the scary guy with the afro and the beard, went to become Mister Churchy. And then he comes back ten years later as a 45 year old man, completely just like a 180 turn. Like he looks nothing like he did uh, at the time. He's he's no longer the ripped scary dude he was back then. He's just like pudgy dude like and he's yep. a dad now and he was a minister. He makes his comeback and he fights for the title in 1984. When is it? He, well, he had multiple comebacks. So I'm on his Wikipedia right now. 1986. Okay, can you, can you check the comeback with Michael Moore? Okay. Oh yeah, okay. So the first re- he uh, 97 was when he first retired, came yeah. back. Uh, Michael Moore, no, that was in 94. Yeah. 94. I remember that. I think I watched this fight because yeah. so my dad fought, is super into boxing. So he fought with uh, Michael Moore for the title in 1994. And he's just like, he's he's become like so soft because he's like, he's been he's been retired for 10 years. Yeah. And Michael Moore at 19 years younger than Foreman. Yeah. Michael Moore is like 27, I believe. And they fought for the title. And... He, of course, won the title after being retired for 10 years. But here's the best part about that fight. If you watch this fight back, I think you can find it on YouTube. It's the most amazing fight ever. Because you hear the announcers go like, oh, he's looking really sluggish and looking really slow. Yeah, those 10 years, you can really see that rust on him. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, boxers, their time coming up. Oh my God, he's knocked out. Oh my God, George <laughs> Foreman of a right. George Foreman of a right. He's down. And then we've got a new champion. And it's like... It was perfect. It was so perfect. <laughs> the moment, like, the announcers were, like, dissing him, basically, for being old and, like, a has-been, <laughs> he throws a right, knocks the guy on his ass, and he wins the championship at 45. That's and crazy. I believe he's still the oldest champion to date. And now you see him, and he's, like, this teddy bear of a guy <laughs> who makes grills and sells meat. And I just think that's freaking amazing. If you look back on his career, like, you look back on, like, the guy that knocked people out 68 times in his career and you see him now that's just the biggest freaking transformation man because yeah. i mentioned george foreman and you think guy of the grill but google george foreman and like maybe google like george foreman 1977 you see a dude that will burn your face on a grill just nasty he will take your face and grill your face and eat it for lunch and dinner it's scary but it's I, it's amazing i love how he has lived so many lives 
and has done so much in his career. Oh, like, he never fought Tyson. That's freaking amazing. Oh, no, mm. he never fought Tyson. Well, Tyson would have killed him, so. Yeah, you never know. Never know. <laughs> it's like, who would win, Jordan or Shaq? I mean, sorry, Jordan or O'Neal. You never know. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, John, who is your favorite boxer? Uh, my favorite fighter? Or fighter, yeah, sure. Ken from Street Fighter. Yeah! His beautiful golden hair and his can-do attitude. No! Show you the... <laughs> I mean, Ken, is, Ken is my guy. Ken versus Ryu, I take Ken. I always dude. take Ken, too. He, he seemed to be faster. He, uh, well, it's not, Ryu no, was actually, stronger. Ryu's faster, but Ken has um, better kicks. Huh. And I'm more of a kick dude because he has more range. There you go. Anyway. Look, I'm a Filipino man. I cannot say Manny Pacquiao. Pac-Man! Pac-Man. I, that's so perfect. Like when, I remember when I when I when I found out about his um, nickname, I was like, that, "That's perfect." That was it's a, like I don't think his parents saw that coming, but that's perfect. Like Pac Man, it's like an amazing nickname for a person, and for his real name to be Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> but like, I, I remember there was aligned. a time it was only when he became big in America that his nickname was was uh, Pac Man. Yeah. Because what did they call him before? I'm on his Wikipedia right now. I forgot what we called him before. But, but his birth name was Manny Pacquiao, right? Yeah. But yeah, see, yeah. it's so perfect. I love it when things like that happen. Like, Manny it's not like a pa- stage name. Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Did you know about um, Manny Pacquiao, like, when you were a little Filipino boy? Um, No. I mean, I was relatively early to it, though, because, like, you know, he did fight locally. But just like anyone else, I only really, really started fighting when he started killing all the Mexicans. Ah. So he killed Mexicans. He didn't kill them. Oh, uh, so he he, he, he defeated them in the ring in, in 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 straight battle. Yeah, like I think his first really really big fight was against uh, Marco Antonio Barrera, and that was way back in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Um, Barrera, Marquez, Morales. These are the Mar- all these. The Marquez trilogy is probably one of my favorite trilogies ever. I like the Morales one better because he won more. Okay. The Marquez one was so disappointing. That was the craziest fight where he knocked him down three times in the first round and Marquez and, came back to win. Yeah. Fucking crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, he's had such an interesting career as Manny Pacquiao. Like, truly a guy who could have been the best of all time. Arguably still is one of the in the pantheon of the best ever. Yeah. But so distracted by like, you know, politics politics, and making movies and singing and doing all this weird shit. I love that he sings. <laughs> I mean, terribly. Sings but, yeah. with quotation marks. Do you, do you think he knows it's a joke? I think he's starting to get along with it. Like, I, get, I, get like there it. was a time where I genuinely did not. I, I genuinely thought, believed that he believed that he could sing. Like, you know, before he did the, the Mayweather fight, he released that song. Um, yeah. What was it? Oh, hello, Ako. I just think it's just a a function of like, he's got so much money and so much love from the Filipino community. He can do whatever he wants. He has to give it back, man. Like, have you, do you watch like, um, those ads on, uh, AXN or Star World? Because like those two channels, they do air in Philippines as well. Mm -hmm. And they have Manny Pacquiao giving out like earthquake warning instructions. Oh, that's cool. Like, oh, in, uh, in, in case of an earthquake, do this. And he gives like legit instructional um, video instructions. Because mm. I guess Filipinos listen to him more than they listen to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, similar to George Foreman, Manny Pacquiao has like such a con- colorful uh, life outside the ring. Him, I thought you were going to call him a cunt for a while. It's pretty cunty. Um, <laughs> but dude, if you just go on YouTube and look at the highlight reel of Manny Pacquiao, whew, yeah, so good. So much for a small man. I remember the one fight that really left an impact on me was the Timothy Bradley fight. He destroyed Timothy Bradley. But the, Timothy, you talking about the second one? But Timothy Bradley won in decision. <sighs> and yeah. everybody was up in arms like going, what the hell just happened? Like literally 
everybody like yeah, even, everyone, the even the announcers were like what just happened people thought it was a corruption what just happened but then i just loved it because he, he was, was just so humble he was very gracious in yeah. defeat i love that yeah and that's always the best like i hate it when you see like bad like unsportsmanlike conduct in the ring like it just it just makes the sport look bad like when they're nice like i love it when they go in and they're like fierce and they want to kill each other and then after the match they're like hug it out bro. yeah yeah make sure they're okay and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they hug it out it's like good war you know we sold the fight I I fought you. We're good now. I love it when you see stuff like that because mm-hmm. it just goes like you know, you can leave it all in the ring. Yeah, man. I love that. You gotta leave it all in the ring. Yeah, like you you leave it all, and once it's done, no more bitterness, no more like, I hate you, and like I've been working like the last three months basically like to the aim of it was to punch your face in. Yeah. And now that we're done, I love you, man. Thanks for the fight. I yeah. love that. There's like this thing I'm always gonna remember is that um. It was like I think it was on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. Nickelodeon. And it was like they were highlighting different interesting kids from around the world. And there was these two kids from some Eastern European country who were into boxing. Yeah. Like eight, nine years old. And they had this thing. I remember reading because they had subtitles. Uh-huh. Subtitles because it was below. And they had this thing after they fought. They were like, we will not fight again. If we get into a fight outside here, we will bite each other. <laughs> so it's just. There's a lot of camaraderie to be had in sports and boxing and stuff like that. I think it's oh, especially box, especially when it's so direct, like one-on-one combat. Mm-hmm. There's so much camaraderie because mm-hmm. sometimes in a team sport, sometimes like oh, maybe you don't like number twenty-three, but you get along fine with number sixteen. You know that kind of thing. But when it's like one-on-one, it's like it's such a personal thing, and you spend so long like watching tapes, finding out their like little nuances and finding out how to crack their game, sure. specifically them to defeat them. But to put that all that aside, it's nice to see. You know what uh, pisses me off about boxing is that there's like a million different belts and championships that it yeah. means nothing anymore. There, there are a lot. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's there's like the else, it's about who makes the best most money. I feel like that's what it is. Yeah. And on know. that note, <laughs> I'm 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 excited to fight you, man. Like to, to spar with you. Yeah. I'm say so, that now. I'm, I'm I'm so curious. But I mean, right now I feel weak as hell. Just Look, I'm not you got the height on me. I think you got the reach on me. Oh, yeah, I got the reach. But I'm spunky. You're spunky. Also, I have a very good strategic mind. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. Speaking about camaraderie, um, uh, I have forgotten about this like two episodes in a row, and just in general in our lives. But I actually got you a birthday present. Shut up. Hey, I got your birthday present. Like, I, I got it for you, like, I can't remember how long ago it was, but I, like, I left it in my house for ages. And I was like, oh, I'm going to give this to him on his birthday. Aww. And then, like, one episode passed, and shit, I forgot. Oh, this episode, is this his birthday episode? Fuck, I forgot again. So, this episode, I'm finally going to give it to you. It's oh, my God, am I going to? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's right here. You're making me feel like a dick because I didn't get you anything for your birthday. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You got me the spirit of happiness. Okay. Hey! This is amazing. <laughs> I just gave him a. a box oh my god! Okay, yeah. what do you call these things again, Nathan? Like pop toys. It's a pop toy of Captain Mel Reynolds from Firefly. Yeah. It's a vinyl figure or a figurine in vinyl. I'm trying to or remember the figurine de vinyl. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't, I don't care. care. I'm still free. You can't take, take the sky, the sky from, from me. There you, there you, you can't take the sky from me. This is so sweet, man. This That's is so cool. Show. Also, like getting that for you reminded me that I, I need to rewatch Firefly. Such a good show. It's about time, right? Right. How many times have you watched it? I've only watched the whole thing. Okay, like I watched the whole thing once through on Netflix. And then I remember once I watched it, I was like, holy shit, where was this all my life? And I was obsessed with it for a full week. I immediately went to buy the Blu-ray 
from like a local comic store. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it now in like super high def in my place on my PlayStation. And then like I started from the top again. I was like, uh, like it's still too fresh in my head to enjoy it too much. It hurts too much. Yeah, like it's just it's just way too fresh in my head because I, I spammed it. I went like Firefly, 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 Serenity all in like the span of a week. And yeah. I was like so obsessed. So I got a Blu-ray, started again. I was like, oh, this is too soon. So I told myself I'm going to start this again in about two, three years. It's about that time. So Boom, I'm bring gonna it on. start it again soon. Oh. So good. Guys, if you haven't seen Firefly, just one of the best shows. Not even best sci-fi, best shows. I feel like we should organize something with the good hang gang. Let's talk about that off here, but I feel like we should do something to commemorate Firefly because it's been... Commemorate Firefly? I thought you guys say commemorate like like 30 episodes or something, but no. That too. No, but it's it's been 10 years since Serenity came out. I feel like we could... We'll see. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Anyway. Nathan, thank you so much for this. This is the nicest... This is the best present I got this year because it's the only present I got this year. (laughs) That is a physical, tangible thing I can hold. It's a physical thing. Awesome. This is so cool. It's a physical thing. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks for liking, sharing, telling a friend. You've been an amazing hang this episode. You didn't really talk much, but it's okay. We understand. We're a bit overbearing sometimes. Boom. Nathan and I, back to our best at... 1254 a.m. Bearings. Good night. I mean, bye. I don't know when you're listening to this. Why did you say bearings? I don't know. Bearings? Did you say bearings? I said bearings. I don't know why. (laughs) Oh, do you hear that um, there's that rumor going around about Leonardo DiCaprio being raped by a bear? No. Let's end it on that note. Bye, guys. Google that yourself. (laughs) Revenant. Oh, look at me eating this pizza. I'm distracting you with my wet little titties.